Hello everyone, welcome back to Momentum Podcast. Today we are having a very esteemed guest, Aditya sir, with us. The amount of qualifications of sir over here is infinite. I can just touch on few of them for you to get an idea. So he's an expert in the field of cybersecurity. He's a consultant. He has his own firm now. Side by side, he is very much interested in health and fitness, health and wellness. So he has started a company in that direction as well called Terra Eagle. And uh, he's very much into martial arts in general. He he started it pretty young. He is a black belt in Shotokan. No, not Shotokan karate. What was that karate? Shitryu. Shitryu, correct. And uh, then over on, branched out into Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, you name it. Mixed martial arts. He has competed professionally as well. Now, amateur level. And uh, competed abroad as well. And now he has his own gym. Uh, he is the president of All India MMA Federation. Just keeps on going. We are going to see where it goes. So thank you for being over here and welcome to the podcast. No, it's my privilege and absolute honor. And please don't call me sir because I feel like so old. So better call me Aditya. All right, I will not. I'll I'll just call you Aditya. You ju- you always have to be careful. You know, some people just mind these things. <laughs> Okay, so Aditya, tell me, how would you introduce yourself? I know that I must not have done justice. Oh, I, 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 I would just keep it very simple. I'm, I'm seeker of knowledge. I, I love hmm. to. I'm very inquisitive about things that happens all around me, uh, how the world hmm. functions. So that's what I do. I love security, uh, cyber security, hmm. and MMA is something that I'm really passionate about. Uh, you you mm-hmm. need to live and breathe MMA because that's that's the oldest ever sport and I love that. And if you want to be good at MMA, you got to make sure that you are healthy and you're fit. Mm-hmm. You have to have that amount of performance. So that's that's, yeah. that's how. So it's all of these three things combined. I am practically what I do and what you introduce with my ventures and what I do. A lot of times, what we have seen is people who grew up doing martial arts with martial arts background they tend to excel a lot in other fields have you seen this as well absolutely I, you must have met a lot of ab- absolutely and that is one reason why i feel and i strongly believe martial artists can be a strong leader in the corporate world and not in the corporate world they can be politicians they can mm-hmm. be uh, you know army men they can be any place because the amount of focus and discipline that they have and apart from mm-hmm. that, the ability to never give up because you're competing against yourself mm-hmm. and you, you don't have, have to do anything. I mean, you, you're bettering yourself or you're making yourself better every single day. And that is something mm-hmm. that is a key ingredient for any human being to perform in any kind of situation, right? The ability to mm-hmm. better yourself every single day. Every time we try to yeah. focus on the other people that, oh, that person is doing good. My neighbor is doing good. Let me try to be better than that. And that is that is a failure. But if you try to better yourself every mm-hmm. single day, and that is when you mm-hmm. you you become the best of the best. And that's the reason mm-hmm. I see you know martial artists are very very successful. I mean they have the discipline. They have. It's just they need the focus path. They need to know where it is that they need to focus in channel mm-hmm. channel the energy. So would you agree? So before the podcast started, you were giving me an idea of how your life was or how it came to where it is right now. So you were saying that when you were a kid, you were kind of frail and you were a little bit bullied every now and then. And that's when you decided that you want to learn how to defend yourself. So how old were you back then when you first decided to get into martial arts? Well, I, I always wanted to become a martial artist because I was bullied. I was one of those kids. I was a little fragile, mm-hmm. little weak. I was—I would say I was underweight 
for some reason. <laughs> I was very frightened. Mm-hmm. People, like there were big guys who were just coming in and they were just hitting me and they were just taunting me and all this. And so in my early childhood, I, I was looking for some kind of a support. I first ended up being very religious because I thought God would come and save me. I used to be. <laughs> But then my okay. bubble burst. I said, okay, nobody's going to mm. help you out unless you help yourself. And then that's when I mm-hmm. ended up uh, going into the direction of martial arts, which is where I got all my focus and energy. And when I started doing martial arts, uh, I mean, I started very early though, but the focus, focus was, it started when I was like 12, uh, like end of 13 mm. years old. Somewhere that there was a real focus okay. came when I wanted to compete and all of this stuff. Before then, it was just for self-defense. Uh, and that is the time mm-hmm. I realized, okay, I, I, I have to do something for myself to make sure that I'm protected at all time. I need to know an art or skill. So people would not get the proper perspective. So your father was an Indian army, right? He's retired now. Yeah, I think we would not call it an army. It's called BSF for paramilitary force, border security force. Yeah. Uh, Got it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, again, not many people are aware of BSF when BSF is deployed in the borders of uh, India, mm-hmm. Indian territory. And uh, because of which mm-hmm. I had to, like my father used to get posted every single year to different yeah. areas, like border areas. So mm-hmm. I ended up changing multiple. So things. that's what I was getting at. Like you were frequently getting from one place to another because of the frequent transfers, right? And those are very frequently also victim of bullying because you do not make a lot of friends, always moving from one place to another. You're always the new kid. So somewhere around 12 to 13 years old you decided to get yourself into martial arts which which part of the country were you in when you first decided to get into martial arts so when i was in 7th standard i was in west bengal uh, a remote area mm. called mushidabad mm-hmm. it's it's, mm. it's one of the one of the very remote so i decided uh, and that is a place where i was like getting bullied back when i i used to study in a school uh, called uh, we used to travel from there called ramkrishna missionary one of the very very finest mm. school in the yeah. country uh, but obviously mm-hmm. since i was an outsider i did not speak bengali i did not know a, a single word mm-hmm. of that and it was very very difficult for me they used to a lot of kids mm-hmm. who used to pick up on me uh, mm. and, and uh, yeah and i <laughs> ended up being one of those victims and then i said okay i i want to i want to mm. try uh martial arts mm-hmm. and i ended up um, yeah getting a teacher there so at that time were you good at anything else like education were you excelling in academics i i was a very good uh, i would say i have a very good memorization skill you mm. know i okay. i could read something and i can retain that information so that mm. made me lucky when it comes to academics because i was I was either a rank holder at all time yeah. and people would not like me because I would just come to a oh. school a new school and then I would be uh, the rank holder <laughs> but what I have seen like growing up toppers always are respected in our country isn't it like that's what I saw like toppers are having huge amount of respect because in India we respect academic excellence a lot wasn't it the case with you uh, or you were the outsider so they don't like you exactly so you, i mean in order for you to be respected you have to be there there because they need to connect mm. with you right it's a simple i'll give you an example mm. i don't know if you have ever traveled in back in the days there was no flight right i mean uh, there was flight but we could not afford it we used to travel in train mm-hmm. so in the train mm. if you ever travel in train right if you, even if you have a uh, reserved 
coach or your place a seat for you sometimes what will happen is that in mm-hmm. one of those stations there would be guys who would be coming and people would come in and they will come and sit in your way and then you would mm-hmm. just feel yourself why is this person sitting why did this person <laughs> board the train i don't want that and you have that feeling even mm-hmm. if the person is having a reservation in different seat but still you would like i don't want that this is my place like right? this is a common feeling mm-hmm. that you have and this i think it's a common thing yeah. for everybody to have like okay mm-hmm. why is this person having we had this own friend circle we had his own you know group community this mm-hmm. is a guy you know we did different guy outside who is the guy yeah. yeah so that that used to happen. Mm. all right so martial arts was something that you got good at or did it take a lot of time for you i didn't have any other choice so <laughs> to be good oh, all right <laughs> i was i was a weak guy i was a, as i said i was a very uh-huh. physically i was a very very weak guy i mean today also mm-hmm. all of my school friends when they talk to me and they say mm-hmm. and they, they call me ps but they don't call me aditya so like ps how okay. are you like this like how are you so big and massive and you got like good physique i mean you were like <laughs> a thin fragile guy that used to be there I and mean, we can't believe yeah, the transformation yeah. that you have achieved yeah. Mm-hmm. the way that i see it is that if you built it from scratch like if you were terrible at something you were terrible at fighting or defending yourself but over time you learned how to defend yourself then the upper limit is kind of infinite because you paved the way till that point right yeah. so you know how to pave the way further as well so those people really get to that excellent stage okay now some people might not be knowing that you never actually got into any formal education after uh, up to later in your career like after 12th standard you started working you were kind of like a, mm, a a very intelligent person like you got into hacking and all back in 2002 so share us that journey like why how you got how you got your career started you started working right after 12th standard so my my mother i would i would give my uh, all, uh, all the credit to my mother because you know sometimes mm-hmm. your parents play a very pivotal role in defining who you are mm-hmm. uh, i remember during the 10th standard uh, there is a summer vacation one of my friend uh, he's my best friend and uh, he gets into niit right so he does a course and then mm-hmm. i was like okay he's my best friend i got to do the same thing what he does right uh, and i i tell my mother mother i got to want to attend that course now of course at that point of time it was very expensive and she said okay fine you do it and i was very surprised because it was it was an expensive course so i go in uh, to this to the central core niit um i start with this course the very first day i go in they said mm-hmm. okay what you need to do is that you need to set the screen so we need to know how to move the mouse and you need to set the mm. screen saver right and then i and i don't know okay actually it was like you need you need to know how to move the mouse and all this thing so i don't know what i did in all this thing i ended up setting the screen saver with my name and all this thing back those days you can set mm-hmm. this name as a screen saver and it will just mm-hmm. flip like uh yeah. this thing so it was like uh, like that i think it was what operating windows millennium operating system windows windows and <laughs> so i think xp was working back then right no no it was windows millennium windows millennium okay. it was windows 95 right. and windows millennium so we were using 95 and millennium this is oh the, yeah. yeah yeah so i'm talking all 2000 right, all right all right <laughs> yeah 2000 okay yeah. Yeah. way early so i set that up and then the center head comes in and then he looks at me and then he say taps on my back and say oh my god this is amazing i mean you just sat in for 15 minutes and the people are struggling to move mm-hmm. the mouse and try to get accustomed to how the mouse could be handled mm-hmm. and you set a screen saver him and you are you're a genius and you know the boost <laughs> that i got yeah. like i'm a genius and i was like oh i'm a genius <laughs> like like that, that kind of stuff and then 
then from there i mean there was a never ending because then i would just pick up books people my colleagues there i mean in the, in the course when they were doing word and powerpoint and excel i would just pick up the mm-hmm. book i remember my first book was visual basic it's a programming book that was mm. supposed to be taught 2 years yeah. later by a writer called evangelist yeah. petrosrop i would i picked up the mm-hmm. book i said okay this is very fascinating what is this and i started writing programs in the very first week mm. of getting introduced to this thing uh computers what did you write the programs on i the, the first time a program that i wrote was a trojan i don't know how i picked it up <laughs> <laughs> all right so okay. i so I, so i still remember the program it it's i don't know if the people uh, the audience of yours are familiar with that so i created a loop and i ca- called a shell command so in visual basic there used to be a shell i don't know if that still exists or not a shell command you can give the path of any program and what that do is that the shell will invoke and it will just open up the program so what i did was mm-hmm. i created a endless loop by calling calculator so anytime you click that button so i created a, a form module called click me if you click on that it mm-hmm. will open up infinite calculator that you can now close mm-hmm. the only way you could have to do that you have to physically turn off the computer because we just keep on opening calculator mm-hmm. because it's a you know endless loop it was a joke <laughs> it uh, you know nobody like it okay <laughs> but uh, all right so and those are the things that you did finding cafes internet cafes and all nowadays people are so privileged that they have their own cell phone but you had to find out computers where you could do it right yeah at an age where most of the boys would be finding video games and god knows what <laughs> and you found these things. actually it's actually true my uh, my classmates and everything they used to play snookers uh, snooker Hmm. Um, and they would go the the arcade video game, and I was a guy who used to mm-hmm. like hunt for cyber cafes because I need to want because and then again there would be limitation in cyber cafe because there is number of people who want to do that. Not many people also yeah. uh, know that. I'll tell you a funny story. What happened was that uh, this is way back. Nobody knew about emails and all of this and scams and all this. So um, I received hmm. an email, and I was probably one of those early guys who had the email access. I set up an email in AOL, American Online, so hmm. I received an email. It says congratulations, you have won some hundred thousand dollars, right? Blah blah in the sweepstake, and then I was also very mm-hmm. fascinated. I opened that email and showed ah uh, the entire uh, there was a celebration in that town because I won hundred thousand dollars. Little did anybody know it was a scam email, like it was a marketing. Email. What you announced it to everyone or what? I did because I, I was also like, I'm like, what is this? I mean, it was a joke for me, and I just showed it to to them, and they mm-hmm. all believed. Okay, so like, wow, one thousand. Mm. We were calculating at the point of time what a US dollar versus India. This thing, it was a huge money, and, and then we okay. were like all celebrating. And then, yeah, later I just uh, told them the, the true fact that okay, this is just a junk mail that comes. So later on, did you started making? Did you turn the sites, <laughs> or you started working on that? Like you got into hacking and all, right? Later on. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was a pretty, as I said. Uh, and hacker is somebody who has a lot of inquisitiveness about how things work because when you know how things work mm. you can also know that how you can break things you can also know that mm-hmm. it's it's like if i give you an analogy it's just like a building let's say the room that you're sitting in right now you're secured yourself i'm pretty sure you're shut to your door and your everything is like sealed mm. back and all this thing but a hacker is somebody who would find some or the other way to get inside your room whether through a small hole drilling that hole into like an assassin ah, right yeah, you would find a that. way you would say that like an assassin yeah. or you would say that, uh, like a 
like somebody who wants to find a way to get inside yeah find find loopholes and loopholes. all yeah. yeah that's that's what we call exploits which which today exist like. mm. that is essentially mm. an exploit like it's it's like a rat trying to find a way inside your kitchen mm-hmm. somehow you close all the places mm. and you're like oh, where did this rat come from like this is possible because the rat mm-hmm. will probably know more mm-hmm. about the architecture than the architect himself who built that building mm-hmm. right so uh, you yeah. have access to that yeah so you were telling about all these things just when we started talking that people are so vulnerable they just do not know about it so explain it to just a common a common bunch of people how vulnerable they are like how much how easy it is for them to get compromised oh i i i can go on and on the thing is today is i think cyber security is more of an hygiene practice like you you brush your teeth but you you practice even mm-hmm. you you bathe yourself every single day right i mean you maintain some mm-hmm. sort of hygiene there's a similar hygiene that you have to do when it comes to cyber security mm-hmm. and you 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 have access today to a lot of your financial services whether it's bank you have access to your life using your social media whether it's instagram facebook and all this thing you practically you post every possible freaking thing right uh, to give you an example uh, you post a picture today on facebook oh i i met this person mm-hmm. or i had this uh, this thing i went there and all this thing little do people know that a lot of these pictures um have something called exif information exif okay what is mm-hmm. exif it's like a metadata so this picture if you today click a picture and send it to me uh, there are free tools available on the internet where you can just you can just go google exif uh information and you can upload a picture and it will tell you where the picture was taken at what time the picture yeah. was taken what was the latitude longitude of the uh, picture if practically mm-hmm. you are telling everything to that person like where is your house what what did you do mm-hmm. uh, like where, where it My was God. you know it, it is as easy <laughs> as that so we call that yeah. as uh, osint or open source intelligence where we are trying to gather yeah there are websites i recently heard of it because uh, there are few few of people in this domain who i know mm-hmm. and uh, they have created websites as well like open for anyone to use right. they, they anyone can do it right yeah, yeah. and that yeah. is the first step first step to getting copper because once i know a little bit about see i cannot hack you directly today right because i don't know who you are what what is your interest let's say i know that you mm-hmm. you, uh, you 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 did your gig uh, in isro uh you were a scientist right you did your gig in uh, baba to make uh, research organization i mean you you did that now as a hacker i would then do the first very step is to manipulate you or social engineering so i would craft an email saying that hmm. hey listen uh, there is a special program where we are calling all the alumnus of people who have been really good uh, from iso we want to thank them uh, and all this thing as a free gift you will you will receive uh, blah 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 would you like to click and yes obviously i mean mm. you are part of that because obviously. i know a lot of information <laughs> about you there's always a soft corner it's a human engineering right they are going to find out human weaknesses exactly right yeah So that's Yeah so I have gotten hacking attempts but most of them were in mass so they just sent it to all youtubers so they sent like sponsor and all and that was also difficult to avoid but yeah the way that you are saying that if someone is specifically targeting me it's bloody easy all you have to do is just play with the way that I think yeah, you just right? have to do the research but what if yeah 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 and it's pretty easy for a person like me because my life is kind of open oh no 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 you you're mistaken i think you think your life is open mm. every single mm-hmm. freaking person today mm. they live on mm-hmm. open life believe it to me they live mm. in how is that i mean they are there in instagram they're there in the facebook mm. right they can be okay. they can be honey trap if it's a man they can be honey trap that means i can have a female yeah. profile i could join them i can start talking mm. and i can get stack information 
if they are female mm-hmm. i can talk about their favorite actresses or their their idol mm-hmm. and all of this thing because you would just give your interest in your facebook profile saying that i like Correct. this yeah, this yeah. this this right so it's it's very easy today to manipulate everything and now the level as sophistication has increased even more imagine mm. today let's say you have your youtube channel your face is there every time i mean i have your facial data what can i do with the facial mm. data are using ai i mm. can i can practically generate fake uh fake ai because yeah. of you right i can synthesize already that. happened with me like fake profiles and all uh, my relatives got messages from my fake profile and one of my relative even started talking like oh it's it's my friend or it's my brother it's my it's my son like that and they had they could have extracted any information like they don't know anything about all these things they just see the same picture and they start responding yeah i mean like, this is this again is, this human is loopholes still- this is still i would say a uh, very tribal method of doing that i mean uh, we call it mm. a script kiddies we are doing now the level of mm. sophistication as i said is increased i'll tell you a story of a friend of mm-hmm. mine uh he <laughs> he ended up giving uh, some 50000 or a lakh rupees to somebody because uh, his friend practically on a video message asked for money Oh, video they created with all those new technology, yes. right? It will look like an original yeah, video. Yeah, oh, he, he yeah, he did that, and and he just stripped some of those. The thing I want money. I mean, they collected some public information and all these things. Yeah, what is that technology called in in which you can just make Barack Obama say anything? Uh, what it, is that it, called? Yeah, they they usually call it like uh, uh, fake videos or fake AI. It's using AI, mm-hmm. so you can you can all manipulate right. uh, this thing. I mean, you have mm-hmm. it's pretty easy. uh to do that mm-hmm. uh, and and there are now okay. softwares available that can do that and the biggest example i think yeah, yeah. there was this one software a lot of people were using where they putting their face and yeah, yeah. it could be a tom cruise yeah what was a numa numa song and yeah, all yeah, yeah. yeah i i've seen that yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. you don't realize right, that you're so, giving out all this your facial information and they could use it they could they could make anything out mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's a next level like common people also do not understand what kind of things they should take as precaution when setting passwords or what i know is that if you if you have a cheap site in which they you just have a login and password like google is super difficult to hack and find out your password but if you have the same password used in your gmail as well or let us say your bank account password they can extract from that site and just put it over here like these are the things that can happen to anyone and your whole money can vanish over time right uh, that's true you need like, to be vigilant at all time you need to be aware at all time mm-hmm. the most common mm-hmm. protection mechanism is to have a two factor authentication or multi factor authentication mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. to tell you honestly that can also be beaten it's very easy to be that <laughs> yeah so anybody the how is a person safe you tell me because you're scaring the hell out of me you need to hire consultants like uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like you you <laughs> need to have people who are more i mean i i am a big advocate i tell people that everybody should get into cyber security domain because we have dearth of people mm-hmm. we don't have good amount of people who are in cyber security mm-hmm. this this industry is growing no. and growing and we still have people uh mm-hmm. we still have companies who are unprotected and there are dearth of people mm-hmm. and uh, i think that that should be a career focus for a lot of people cyber security there is no other okay. career that can no. give you no matter how we go whether it's artificial intelligence we go metaverse we go iot's uh, we do cryptocurrency anything that you do today cyber security mm-hmm. would be the touching point i mean there would be some aspect of cyber security involved so you need to mm-hmm. educate yourself you need to be there you need to understand what it is 
like but you know that a common person would never do that like just a bank account and an email id basic 9 to 5 job how can they be safe like few things that they should do one is to as you said rightly you need to make sure that every different site has a different password right a password mm. should not be a password it should be a passphrase right you phrase mm. let's say for example uh, mm. if i want to create a password i'll not create a password putting my dog's name or pet's name or my girlfriend's name at the rate 1 2 3 which is very common I'm, i would not be surprised if common people... more than you would expect yes. right <laughs> there are so yes. many people who do and it they do that so rather than doing that you can just create something like for example uh, if i say that uh, uh, i went to uh, i went to my for my ms i went to suni buffalo so i would just call it as i went to suni buffalo uh in uh, in a particular year let's say in uh, 2009 so if i put that in and i write it down as a password and then i substitute certain letters so i went so i will become one and uh, went will become w e will become 3 which is you know and i so i created a more complex password that nobody oh, can do so i'm like combine decipher it yes. uh, you you have the code right <laughs> okay So yeah I was getting at one thing. So you have worked with a lot of big gigantic organizations right? I do not know if you want to take the name or not it's up to you. But how do they protect themselves? Like that's next level. They will be targeted. So if you can explain a little bit. You be surprised they they are they're as unprotected as as common <laughs> And that is a fact that you use that big companies getting hacked. Right? Sony got hacked mm-hmm. because they just created mm-hmm. that movie uh, the dictator was a dictator or somebody I, i don't remember they're not korean uh, so you got you know about the yeah, yeah. right uh, so they they ended correct, up correct, making correct. a movie on king jong jong up in not uh, korean uh, yeah uh, what was that movie i'm forgetting that name as well i think it was yeah. dictator yeah. but wasn't it dictator dictator was a different one in which saudi arabia oh was, yeah yeah, yeah like, okay. that was dictator okay i i uh, interview it, the interview, movie was interview yes, it was an interview yeah yeah set 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 program yeah, yeah. was there and that movie correct yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, so you were saying so uh, i mean big corporations they get uh, recently uh, uh, companies like uh, nvidia they got hacked their entire chipset mm-hmm. and everything got hacked Uh, no, all the data gone, right? All their R and D, right? They they were getting sold. They were getting sold uh, mm-hmm. for fraction of money. In the black market. The, yeah, you'd be surprised. You can get B twelve bomber uh, architecture design. <laughs> oh my god! That is what scares a lot of hell out of me. Like nuclear uh, missiles and all that data can be get leaked to terrorists. Yeah, so so I think there was a case. I, I, I'm not very sure. I need to go back and check. Baba Atomic Research. Mm-hmm. center plans were mm. also shared i mean there was a hacking case attempt there these uh, these scientists- there was a case recently again i'm just as unsure as you are but one of the nuclear reactor yeah. uh, that was compromised yeah. right i think you are also talking about something similar uh, yeah, it yeah. was a npcl plant yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so that is uh, like a bomb sitting in your country controlled from outside right. and any any nuclear power right. plant can at any time convert into chernobyl right. or fukushima yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah. So when you work with some of these, like you, I okay. Again, I'm. I do not want to take names. You will take names if you want to, but big organizations, the ones who take this seriously and take your help, how how do they protect themselves? See, how you protect them? How do they? Uh, the the easiest way for an organization to do that is because there are already this framework of compliance in place. 
and they get penalized if mm-hmm. they get hacked or breached and all of this stuff in india it's not prevalent mm-hmm. i mean in us there is mm-hmm. so if you look into us if there is a federal organization and as a federal that means the government organization or you know defense organization they need mm-hmm. to follow a specific mm-hmm. framework called nist and the national institute mm. of I mean, there's a specific framework that you need to do right and uh, if you look mm-hmm. into the european uh, countries and all this thing you have to follow something iso 27000 uh, one uh, framework mm. now what this framework will do is that they lay out the best practices and how do you protect yourself right changing password mm-hmm. every 3 months or 6 months making sure the privileged access that means admin accounts is only with certain privileged users they have been uh, the same mm-hmm. training and awareness of those because that's also another thing I, what i was talking to you before was about phishing or spear phishing mm. like specific phishing and mm-hmm. knowing about because that's one of the biggest problem that still security industry has they get into uh, it's, it's a social engineering and basically trying to extract information so getting all of this so there is a specific framework if you follow the framework and if you're compliant to it you're almost protected you're almost protected then mm. comes the technology part of it which is basically mm-hmm. to uh, prevent protect and you you are protecting mm-hmm. something you are installing firewalls and all of the stuff so you spend mm-hmm. millions of dollars installing a firewall and all of mm-hmm. the stuff and then uh, mm-hmm. you do have prevention technologies which is like seem security incident and event management so basically what it is mm-hmm. uh, for a layman is that like all devices your phone your computer your laptop your server they all have logs like right? whatever you do mm-hmm. it generates logs so they combine mm-hmm. all the logs together and they do anal- analyze and they see if there is any anomaly or not if there is some kind of thing mm-hmm. traffic that they observing is is something that is malicious in nature so that is called what is called mm-hmm. so we are just trying to do that and then they have ids ips intrusion detection system intrusion prevention system mm-hmm. and all of this stuff so they combine all of this technology together along with the compliance mm-hmm. framework and they they can protect themselves which is very very expensive affair which unfortunately in india if you see most of the organizations i'm not kidding most okay. of the organization they have no clue they just simply will install an antivirus which is your uh, vulnerabilities and probably a firewall that's about it there is nothing beyond it. dominos got hacked the entire database of dominos was available i'm pretty sure it's available right now also you can practically if you if you ever order from dominos i can put in your number and you know your address <laughs> oh my god they know they know your address it's as simple as that your name your address and pretty sure that uh, bank account it, i mean at least card number and all because you you feed those things right to pay, make payment and all and that is why yeah. the rbi has just mandated that you cannot store the card details now previously everybody used to store the card details so now you cannot now okay. it is tokenized So you have to like put. Uh, you can only use tokens. So I do not know properly. Since you brought the term, maybe you know a little bit about it. Do you think RBI is doing a great job because they keep on a, a lot of checks on these things like auto auto deduct and all. They keep on stopping it. They ban uh, some credit cards and all. What do you know about all these things? Because I kind of get a feeling that they are doing a great job, but I don't know. tremendous job i would say tremendous so what they, they were sleeping yeah. all this while suddenly they woke up and, and now they are doing tremendous mm-hmm. job they mandated right. that every bank should have somebody called a ciso or chief information security officer because banks they had they mm-hmm. in their own hand the problems of bank manager or the uh, cto they would just do the work of the security mm-hmm. professional which is not something that they, i mean I, i don't agree with that concept that a technology person is also a security person the security is a completely different domain altogether so they they mandated that every bank should have that then now just recently i think it's just uh, maybe a few days back they just mandated that if in case if you have a breach 
or you have any kind of jid you need to inform the public within 3 hours so you need to inform within 3 hours you need to have you been reached okay so that means that if mm. you've been affected let's say for example your youtube got reached i mean you you mm. probably have to announce it to rbi like you should see you can youtube you don't have to but like if you were a bank you have to announce to rbi listen i got breached there's something malicious happened so they can do a full blown investigation they probably if it's a mm-hmm. nationalized bank they will involve cert uh, cert is now the uh, mm-hmm. de facto authority uh they would just do investigations mm-hmm. and all of the stuff for and six guys would come in and they would do investigations so i think there is a lot of this and obviously what you're talking about from the public sector public facing thing is a card is getting I mean, you have to have an e mandate if you are probably basically mm-hmm. uh trying to set up recurring payment and that's why all this foreign companies mm-hmm. they their entire uh, program got uh, failed because they had certain way of debiting your auto debiting now it doesn't work because there is you have to set up an email mm-hmm. it's a completely different process altogether so all of this thing mm-hmm. was a good thing another thing that they did was the sms like this is for in conjunction with trai telecom regulatory mm-hmm. authority of india previously you could spoof i could send an sms mm-hmm. uh i mean i can still do but uh, the general public could uh, could send an sms saying that okay i could send an sms like reliance Like then that the, mm. the sender name that you see, uh, I could just spoof that icon. So you could say, "Oh, I got a message from Reliance. I need to click on uh, do completing my KYC." You click on the KYC and then start asking the number details and all of this stuff, and that's about mm-hmm. it. I mean, they, they have everything of yours. Uh, so now you mm. cannot do that. You need to apply for it, and you need to get the. And you cannot do uh, spoofing. It becomes a little difficult. It's really challenging now. So it's it, there are a lot of practices that they have introduced, which is good for us as an whole. I mean, so cards getting uh, um, declined and all this. It, it's good. I feel that uh, they're going in the right direction. Hmm. So the world that you work on most of the time, do you think that it is kind of dark because the the place that you are operating in right now, you're not operating in worldwide net. Like you are getting into the a lot of times in dark web or what you're doing is trying to prevent. criminal activities from happening so i just want to know your perspective is the world different from your eyes because we don't know about these things like there are people snooping around we don't even know what what can you say about that i i mean there are stuff that i really don't enjoy uh, looking into and seeing and because there are things that you would be amazed at that exist in the world right uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it's unimaginable sometimes uh that the amount of information that is out there uh, which we think that it is there there i mean okay there's one thing called dark web that that's obviously mm. it's there uh, basically it's it's on inside it's protected it's, it's a tor network it's an anonymous network i mean you just log in and do there a lot of information from drugs to mm-hmm. weapons to um, you know assassinations to hiring a hitman and stuff like that obviously that is there there you have channels where you have tortures people do torture they have like weird mm-hmm. fantasies and stuff that they do or mm-hmm. i mean that's there but apart from that there is i mean in a regular internet internet there are so much of information which is a treasure trove mm-hmm. information which is hidden uh, maybe which you can access and when i say what what are those information mm-hmm. let's say for example if you have your own website You would be surprised the amount of information that you might have protected on the password are still available. If I just go to Google and this is something called Google docking that would be called. And if you know how to correctly do a right search within the normal World Wide Web, you'll be able to get a lot of information. Let's say, for example, I want to get information about ISRO. 
I'm sorry, I'm taking that name because you're doing it there. But it's a public information. That's an example. ISRO, yeah, and yeah. if I just yeah, just an example. If I put file tag colon PDF or file tag colon mm-hmm. XLS, and I just search it, I'm pretty sure I would get a lot of these PDFs and all these things, which you may not get if you're trying to browse regularly on a on a normal ISRO website, because you might get some deep link, which is which is meant for some specific authority or some notices that might get published, which might you might not know, which is really access to a certain section of members there. So there's a lot of information mm-hmm. that's out there without you even going to the dark web. Now, when you go to a dark web, it's mm-hmm. a completely different aspect because this is where like underground criminal activities or marketplace and all this thing and uh, research information is out there you have people who are selling let's say i have information about dominoes what would i do with dominoes mm-hmm. information it's practically useless for me <laughs> unless i sell that information to people because for my competitor mm-hmm. maybe pizza hut w- would love to have all customers of dominoes <laughs> just giving an example yeah so they might buy that information mm-hmm. right so and similarly yeah, how about you want to change the pizza delivery person right you want to change the yeah. service they're just going to use it as advertisement right but would it be legal? Yeah. I was thinking about that. Like, what if someone stole all the information of Domino's and went out and sold it in dark web and then um, Pizza Hut decided to buy from dark web? So can they still be safe, like from justice? Uh, or nobody is going, going to know work. about it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's keeping dark, right? Businesses work like that. I think all business mm-hmm. in all aspects. They work on the principle of intelligence. Now, if you look into the successful mm. business versus non-successful, it's all about market intelligence. If today, if you have an mm. intelligence about your YouTube channel, that what kind of trend will work before and anybody else would do, I mean, that will make mm. you a successful YouTuber, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the same yeah. thing for business also. Like they want to and know. For what a can... lot of people, that was YouTube. Like they understood that YouTube is going to be big, so they started before everyone else did, right? Yeah. So you'll have to think a step ahead. Okay. Yeah. So how fast is this world? Because it is almost like a competition between people trying to hack and people trying to protect themselves. So almost on a daily basis, new viruses. Almost on a daily basis, new protection. It, the it, most it, it'll always there be. is. It'll always. It's 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 yeah. it's, it's like there are good and bad and there is in between a gray area right so it is always going to be there mm-hmm. if you're building something there is definitely going to be a flaw nothing in this world will mm. have a flawless thing i mean human beings have their own thing, mm-hmm. right so and it is always going to be there with ai you can mm-hmm. prevent attacks but at the same time with ai i can launch an attack it becomes even more easier to do mm-hmm. so it is always going to be mm-hmm. this constant battle that's the reason why i told in the beginning that you know if you ever want to set your career in the right path Pick cybersecurity, you will never go wrong. Believe me, you will never go like, wrong. Set a career in which way? Like, I could not understand. Cybersecurity. Like, you want to build a career? Yeah, if you want to build a career, oh. like, if you want to really become successful tomorrow and get a high paying job, oh. go to cybersecurity. There is nothing better. Like, you will always have, have a demand. You like will that. always, always have a demand. Always have a demand. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the difficult careers. Okay. It's not easy because it's not a conventional way. Uh, if you look at all the hackers, they are never conventional guys. They'll come for unconventional. Mm. They might not even finish degrees, or they may be somebody who's like mm-hmm. really brilliant doing stuff, like breaking stuff. Yeah, so yeah. you need to learn a lot because it's not one thing that you. A lot need. of kids are getting into it, just like you did. So when my YouTube channel was almost about to get hacked, so I did a status post. Like whoever is experienced in this, like I said, I have no idea in computer science and all. So I just did a status post and talked to around twenty to thirty people. 
and 90% of them did not even enter any engineering college rest of them were in second year or third year all of them super young yeah, yeah. yeah. they are getting into it yeah because anyone can learn it right yeah. you just have to have the will to get into it okay so lot of information over there so you completed your 12th standard and started working for an organization as a consultant can i take the name for which you started working yeah 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 i was in the you start yeah sure proper employee so you started working for bsnl right yeah and i i do uh, not i mean i consulted for bsnl because i was i was underage so i i would oh, yeah. i still remember that i would you were only 15 yeah, that is another I, thing I that i could not get properly year, 16 year old i was almost 16 i still had two years left before i could turn legally mm. legal age of employment so i would go with my mm-hmm. resume and all this thing and i would just uh, go and get interviewed and they say oh you're good you're absolutely good you're brilliant you know you know all of these languages uh, at that point of time i used to know soap xml <laughs> visual uh, mm-hmm. basic uh, you know visual c++ mm-hmm. everything i would know uh, i did a i made a program which is equivalent of like how you see in windows you have the paint brush right i i made something mm-hmm. in visual c++ uh, no, sorry it was in c++ mm-hmm. i made paint brush using uh, mm-hmm. the graphics library graphics.io uh, so that that point of time and i was making games uh, donkey kong game a uh, submarine game so i was making those games uh, during that time so i was very mm-hmm. good and they were like oh you you brilliant but we can't employ you because you were just 16 right <laughs> you just finished that 15 years or some age you need to still mm-hmm. have like two more years until we can legally employ you and as a government thing mm-hmm. so bsnl was one of the first ever organization that i went yeah. to so the the took you as a consultant cancel. so what work did they give you like protect from getting hacked no, the, like that no no first work that they gave me was to set up a mailbox so they were using an operating system mm. called novel not netware uh, so it is mm. uh, it is like a unix space uh, os okay so they had no clue they they people they they were old people there there are not many people mm. technologically they were little challenged. government job uh, yeah so they said okay aditya sam can you please come and do that i said okay fine i'll do that <laughs> so did you have some connection like okay they found out okay this kid is good Let's bring him over here like that. Is there any problem? Uh, did you lose the Sorry, connection or something? I I, I did I did. All right. Okay. Yeah, I mean you got uh, the question right. I I got the question. Yeah, I I hmm. since I was good in hacking and I was I was kind of a guy who was talked about. This is in a in a in a state called Rajasthan and a place called Sri Ganga Nagar. Hmm. So I was in a Sri Ganga Nagar, and that's a very small place. And I was very good. I was becoming one of the best guys out there in computer whiz. People used to call me. I, mm. My there were newspaper clipping about myself uh, being there because I completed my MCSE, Microsoft Certified System Engineer, at that point of time when I was fifteen. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, I was an MCSE guy, yeah. so I was I was really 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 good. So I had the clipping, and people were started talking about that. Uh, uh, this this Patrika, Rajasthan Patrika, and uh, Punjab Kesri, mm-hmm. they covered me a small article in Hindi mm-hmm. about me, this guy, and all mm-hmm. of this stuff. Right, I mean what he did. And so uh, some of the guys in the government uh, they noticed me, and they were looking for uh, someone to do that, and they didn't want to pay pay for the actual consulting. thing so they called me up and they said okay they did pay me i mean uh, a small amount i think it was 
150 rupees that they paid me <laughs> they basically didn't pay you other <laughs> <laughs> that 100 just paid you so that they can good amount of money for me I mean, I, yeah it's a pocket money. okay yeah. i took it and i yeah. I, i did the first ever novel neckwear setup where i put uh-huh. mailboxes like how you today check your outlook or your gmail so they set up the mm-hmm. post box so the in the novel network mm-hmm. i set up a post box for all of the employees and everything so they were very happy they said okay mm-hmm. so you can do mm-hmm. this that means you know the network i said yeah i know the network because i was not very keen on doing that because i was not enjoying that then they said okay but we will give you access to a place where you get fastest internet connection i said what kind of what are you talking about fastest internet connection <laughs> sold <I'm>, <laughs> so that was uh, they had the direct connection from bsnl uh one mm. mb connection or yeah i think one mb connection now like one mb and mm. we were getting dial up connection of 23 kbps or something I'm like wow i got to go to this place <laughs> mm-hmm. so, all right so getting a formal education that never came across your mind like doing graduation getting enrolled for engineering i i i i was a good guy in academics i mean i was i was a rank holder but i never believed in formal education because it always used to mm. confine people i i used to think but because even when i was learning computer science in my 11th and 12th standard which was part of that uh, i took pcmc right uh, it 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 was very bothering for me because they were teaching very tribal stuff which was useless in the real world <laughs> right i i think why you is it that? newton's third law useless <laughs> it, it is it is i mean i'll tell you what in my life i've got a lot of confidence one of the confidence that i got was when i was mm-hmm. in 12th standard when i was in 12th standard when i was studying my classmates mm-hmm. used to take tuitions from me to in order to pass oh. <laughs> so that is how it mm-hmm. is i used to have run a full batch in computer science so yeah. it was useless but you still became so good that you gave tuitions <laughs> is that what you're I trying mean, to they, say i mean they recognized that okay this guy knows better than any other teacher because they were trying to mark things up they tried to teach in a very traditional way and i would mm. teach them in a very fun way yeah to be friendly man that's right yeah. friendly man yeah. yeah so i i always used to okay. think why why people would do that and then i used to look at the engineering course okay what is in engineering course maths 1 maths 2 Okay, that's not gonna. I mean, obviously, it will help right now. More of the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. But I would, I would uh, kind of disagree with me what what I did. I mean, if you actually know today uh, calculus, uh, you would be mm. good in uh, data science job, which was not there before. Oh yeah, right. I mean, which, yeah. which was completely. I I missed out that fact. I mean, mm-hmm. too early in the game. But at that point of time, those things were. Uh, I mean, what would I do? Learning signals. I mean, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Now you know what is the importance of. signal right uh, mm-hmm. that's that's very uh, important right uh, when it comes to mm-hmm. this thing so uh, back then it was it was useless for me because my my love was for computer science the first year was practically the same old for every person whether you are doing mechanical whether you are doing electrical whether you are doing cs whether you are doing anything the first year so i said why do i want to even uh, go and get admitted mm-hmm. i got admitted in indrapas college uh um, ip university mm-hmm. right i didn't want it mm-hmm. to pursue that i i felt like i should do a job i'm good uh, when it comes to job and i started working for a company uh in uh, i said mm-hmm. okay but then i have to finish it because there was a tremendous pressure from my family that i need to complete the education that's when i said i said okay what are the viable options for me and then i thought okay there is something called institute of engineers 
<laughs> okay, yeah. I, and it is the same here for me. And it's okay, I can do AMI EPE, which is uh, mm-hmm. Associate Management of Engineers of uh, Institute of Engineers. So it's equivalent to bachelor's in uh, <laughs> in a BE or BTEC degree. Uh, so I said, okay, I'll do that. Uh, all I had to do is that uh, I took it very easy. Yeah? I thought, okay, all I have to do is write the exam, study by myself, and do that. Literally, I know that it was <laughs> all the toughest exam that anybody could do. Like you, toughest in the country. I, I, I would salute yeah. people. Yeah, there are mm-hmm. IIT professors who check your paper. I'm not kidding. There are IIT mm-hmm. professors who check it. Would uh, would uh, you know give you marks? And it was very tough. It was very tough. And once I did that, mm-hmm. I was very happy and satisfied. Until the corporate state came back and said, "We don't recognize your education because this is not recognized." <laughs> I mean, but is recognized by government job? I mean, why do you? Yeah, so government recognize, but corporate don't, right? Yeah. Because they, they just don't know about it. So Maybe they didn't hear yeah. the name of it. Okay, I'll just interrupt you for one second. I'm getting a little bit of poor signal from your side. Can you maybe fix the internet? Maybe if that's the issue, maybe close something on the background. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it happened. So maybe you can give it a check. All right. So I have gotten a lot of information about cybersecurity and all. And I'm definitely going to talk to you in much more detail after this, after this podcast ends because I'm now scared. But I want to get into... Why I really the only got only thing contact. before you just move to move, yeah, 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 yeah. please go ahead. Okay, I, I think I think it's some bad connection though. But one one thing for your audience and for you, I mean, if if they really want to know if they are compromised in some or the other way, the best way to do that is just to go to a website called haveabeenpond.com. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just yeah, go to the yeah. website, put your email address in, and if mm-hmm. and they will show you what are the sites where uh, the passwords have been compromised. So if mm. you're using the same password as those compromised websites, please make sure you go and change mm-hmm. it immediately because that means I have access mm-hmm. to your password right now. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That is very important, guys. <laughs> Pay attention. I'll even put the link in the description box. <laughs> All right. So initially, if people might not be knowing, Gagan gave me your contact and he met you in an MMA gym. And he said that, okay, this this person is uh, president of AIMMAF and uh, he has done all of this. He has done amateur fights also. He's very active in the domain, uh, lifelong martial artist. I said, yeah, get him in. I want to just put more light in Indian mixed martial arts because I've been a martial artist for a long time as well. And uh, I could not make a career out of it because there's no career in martial arts when I was growing up, at least in the city where I was. There was no idea. Like I did engineering because I had no idea. So I would love to put some light in that. And that's why I got into contact with you. Less that I knew that you were so much experienced and in other domains and MMA or martial arts is kind of the side thing that you're doing. But yeah, you might give little bit of idea to people like if someone is trying to develop career as a future MMA fighter what is he or she looking towards see today if you look into martial arts this is what MMA is the fastest growing sport in the world I mean it's bigger than NBA bigger mm. than NASCAR bigger than NFL bigger than anything for that matter it's fastest growing sport mm-hmm. in the world yeah. I mean financially if you are good if you are at that level mm-hmm. I mean if you look into the Forbes uh top person sportsman people who are earning uh, the top guy it's conor mcgregor 
right if anybody who doesn't mm. know conor mcgregor i mean everybody knows conor mcgregor by now because he like <laughs> they might not know about mma but they know conor mcgregor yeah, yeah absolutely i mean that that's that's yeah. a craze about mma i mean his net worth is um, officially it is 400 million dollar but he's way above 700 million dollar net worth i mean that's that's mm-hmm. the amount of money that you can make in mma right that makes martial art having said that not everybody is cut for that kind of a game because as i said if if mma is a fastest growing sport in the world the mma athlete is a, are the most conditioned athlete in the planet the fastest right? deteriorating right yes because it gives you so much injuries as well not only yeah yeah absolutely injury and the amount of skills that you need to have because when you when i say mma yeah. it's a combination of let's say if, if i put it in a layman term it could be a combination of seven different olympic sport into one judo wrestling yeah, yeah, kickboxing yeah. boxing you know jujutsu you name it it's 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 all about that and it becomes very difficult to become so good in that the level that you have to achieve is like it it it's, it's next level right? you need you need to have hmm. real good not only physical conditioning genetic conditioning and genetically you need to be strong at the same time technically mm-hmm. also you need to be really, really good you need to have access to right courses mm-hmm. the right nutrition right exercise program everything has to be perfect in order to that the good news is back some time there was i since i've been a president of all india mma federation i travel around the world i meet up with a lot of this team right i'll meet up with a lot of the leaders from different country the different president of different countries and they all used to make fun of me they say like, oh aditya you have 1.4 billion people why can't you produce one champion like why why are the indian people are so weak and i used to have no much i used to tell them wait it's going to happen wait this going to happen so wait and watch and, and luckily for this time for us uh we were gagan was there in amsterdam he did a tremendous job i mean yeah, uh, yeah. we were for the world championship um, in amsterdam we we came uh, in top 10 ranking we were top 6 even the uh, we were the 6th mm-hmm. rank in top 10 never ever in the history of mma the history i would say that we ever got uh um, top 6 and we were standing right mm-hmm. next to russian we were standing right next to us guys and kyrgyzstan kazakh guys who were mm-hmm. predominantly they used to dominate this game and we we become mm-hmm. the dominator there and people would come up to us and say wow the indian team amazing you guys did like crazy mm-hmm. we got a gold medal this is a lady mm-hmm. this is a fighter name the fighter surbala devi okay mm-hmm. fighter from northeast uh right she mm. she came in and it's a crazy story about surbara she goes in for a fight final fight i mean she's defeating every single person right as kazakh guys thrown girls thrown or kyrgyzstani girls thrown mm. that is us girl everybody she's just like defeating them single handedly she goes to final and the final mm. bout she gets an illegal blow to her jaw she breaks her jaw Right, the jogger's dislocated. Sorry, how can a blow to the jaw be illegal? Um, so in MMA, there are certain things that are illegal. You cannot do. So, for example, you cannot kick or you cannot knee an opponent when he or she is oh, down. 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 Yeah. So she kicked. Um, she kneed and then she broke her jaw. Mm-hmm. And then, if she had taken a mouthpiece out, that was it. She could not have continued because her all jaw was dislocated. She could not move anything. She decided not to take out a mouthpiece. in uh, during the she trip. fought after that yeah she continued three rounds she finished three rounds in pain in pain and then she mm-hmm. won i mean she was sobbing she was in pain she was crying but she went because all she wanted to do was to see indian flag and national anthem being played in the podium because if you win a gold medal you get the national anthem 
this is crazy like how do you fight when that is all that is going to happen like people are going to try to punch your jaws off and it is already broken so how do you even continue after that the pain must must have been like crazy but maybe the adrenaline it, it is adrenaline <laughs> it, it is it is a love for the nation you have to do something as a sportsman yeah. you need to you're making your country proud i mean there is no incentive there is no incentive that you're getting out of of course i mean if you're playing some other cricket or something you might get some sponsorship millions of uh, money and all of this stuff but in mma yeah. no all she did was to make india proud she was so passionate and we were standing we were getting goosebumps i was standing i mean i'm going to give her the medal at the podium because they, that's that's a big thing that you as a president that you get to know if if your athlete wins a medal at the world uh, championship you would just go and give her mm-hmm. the medal and gold medal and then the national anthem mm-hmm. plays Right, and then mm. the thing that you know when you start hearing Jana Gana Mana Adina Ayakija, and that you know I can still feel the goosebumps. You know, I mean, I can feel that, and that's the amount of proudness you feel, and you feel so proud that somebody mm-hmm. has done something. You know, you went all the way back. We've not been supported by the government. There's no money. We've been paying. We've been struggling. This freaking euros are so expensive. you know everything that we had to do and we went there and we dominated and we we won and the thing, the feeling was mm-hmm. so amazing i i can that still can relate that exact moment and feel so proud about it so explain uh, to the audience over here what what was this tournament that you're talking about this is a world championship called... world championship so it's a yeah. gamma global association of mixed martial arts so it's a world championship that happens yeah. where a lot of countries and mm-hmm. we have we had like 47 countries who participated there was supposed mm-hmm. to be more countries mm-hmm. they were supposed to participate but because the uh, russia ukraine war uh, they did not mm-hmm. uh, but still mm-hmm. good strong countries they participated uh, mm-hmm. in that um, world championship and uh, we we emerged as a victorious team a total of nine medals that we got mm-hmm. um, right okay. three silvers one one gold uh, west bronze yeah so what's going on in indian mma these days it's coming around right finally they are finding out ways to place themselves internationally there are a lot of indian fighters that are coming up absolutely i mean if you look at the big promotions like one uh, fc is one of the biggest promotion they started mm-hmm. singapore they were ritu fogat as uh, yeah. the superstar they're trying to build uh, there was another guy from mm-hmm. canada his name was uh, arjun bullar uh, he was good he's not really indian though right? yeah he's kind of really indian i also give it up to him it doesn't matter if he's indian i mean if he's calling himself yeah. indian and if he's doing that i also give it up to him because he's associating himself mm. uh, and then they put yeah. the mangat was there and he could not do uh, much well though uh, so but now the doors are opening up those are really opening up there are mm-hmm. fighters now the new breed right the new breed mm-hmm. there are guys who who did very well in other like mohammed farhat one of the best bantamweight mm-hmm. fighter that we have ever seen he's fighting in brave mm-hmm. combat federation amazing guy mm-hmm. uh, we got like veterans yeah. like abdul munir one of the now he is turning mm-hmm. to become he he become a coach and he's now the new mm-hmm. kids right? they they doing it the coaches like vishal sehgal i mean doing great i mean uh, the uh, vishal student is uh, surbala and dinesh noren Uh, some of the other guys mm-hmm. I mean, he practically he was a gold medalist in the asian championship in kyrgyzstan he dominated mm-hmm. kyrgyzstani guys kazakh guys now kazakh mm-hmm. and kyrgyz mm-hmm. they are very good in wrestling from the childhood they put mm-hmm. their kids into wrestling the government they sponsor mm-hmm. they give money they give practically like crores mm-hmm. of rupees uh, if you if you are a wrestling champion if you are an mma champion right? and they get so mm-hmm. much of benefit and our guy who comes from a labor background i mean he's a labor he does mm. stone uh, masonry work and all of this stuff 
he comes in single handedly dominates dominates i'm saying dominates i'm not even saying that it was like mm-hmm. uh, like a 1920 or it's like domination so he dominates mm-hmm. and so this is what i mean this gives me a hope So India might not have that good of a let us say kickboxing karate or taekwondo program but there's absolutely no doubt that we or jiu jitsu especially but it is decent i'm not doubting that but we are having like world class boxing and wrestling there's no doubt in that we have performed well in olympics level as well so what do you think how are we going to fill that gap like how are they going to get gracie level jiu jitsu Oh, I, I would say you don't need Gracie level jiu jitsu. You don't? <laughs> really? Yeah, you know you don't need Gracie. So how, what are you going to do in the ground? Like let us say you got Cron Gracie on your back, what are you going to do? I mean why why would you I mean I you not see uh, I mean unless you're participating in jiu jitsu tournament you're not practicing jiu jitsu. I'm talking about MMA. I'm talking about MMA. Yeah, like so practicing MMA professional. Yeah, if if you do that, I mean I I do agree there are good professional black belt guys. Right, they are good. For, I mean, Conor McGregor mm. was never a black belt in jiu-jitsu. True, yeah. but his coach was mainly jiu-jitsu coach. John I mean, Cameron. he had multiple multiple coaches, right? All he, I mean, but he never was. So and, Conor was not a jiu-jitsu attacker, but he was a great defender because yeah. of his coach. Yeah. So that is a fighting style, but you have to learn either one side. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, so, you, so look at Khabib also. Khabib was never a jiu-jitsu guy, right? But he was good yeah, in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, but you can wrestle, wrestling. right? that's what exactly what yeah. you said was like if we have our wrestlers our wrestlers are no uh, great true they are they are they best in the class and world olympians yeah. right if you imagine if i yeah. bring the olympian wrestlers that we have yeah. give them a basic training great. on jiu-jitsu i don't need jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu right if i can teach them how to defend their takedowns probably and defend the chokes and defend the lock mm-hmm. i mean they can be as good as anybody else I mean, they can they are good in striking So um, MMA is a sport where you don't have to excel in one one. Look at Richie Martinez. Richie Martinez was, I mean, he's a ten um, planet. Uh, ten planet? Uh, yeah, he from under uh, Eddie Bravo. He's one of those guys who's got a black. Mm, then it must be ten planet, right? Yeah, ten planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he mm. he's a black belt. But he, I remember, I was watching his fight. I mean, right next to the cage, he came came and competed in Brave. We were all so excited. Oh, this guy is the black belt guy, right? And uh, and then the very first round, in thirty seconds, he gets beaten up. He gets beaten up black and blue. Okay. Because all he was mm-hmm. thinking, okay, I will take him down and I will try to put him in some kind of submission. That doesn't happen in real world mm-hmm. MMA. I think stage like mm-hmm. he was getting ground and pounded mm. like crazy and he could not do anything so yeah i mean oh, you right. have to be good in everything you, it's just not about jujutsu of course you need to have a good jujutsu i'm not denying you need to have a professor you need to have a black belt guy for sure you need to have that i spoke to john kamana mm-hmm. he has agreed to come down to india and uh, we're going to do a tour wow. uh, so you let me know when he's coming <laughs> for sure for sure for sure and, he, and and he's excited and for sure I mean, definitely you need to have black belt but uh, but so that is what i was asking like you you need to get people from abroad at least till this point right yeah. so that they can not get, only coaches the fighters not right? only coaches this is another thing that a lot of these fighters they think okay i need the best coaches let me just go he's not mm. the coaches you know and in, in, in life mm-hmm. also it supports sparring partners the people that you surround yourself if you surround yourself with good people like better than yourself people your level mm. will increase right same principle ever happens in fight if your sparring partners are better than you your level will increase 
but if you are fighting in the same gym and you are like beating your colleagues or your training partners black and blue and thinking oh i'm the conor mcgregor of the uh, khabib of this world i mean maybe you are in the gym but outside you will just will be uh, you know uh, thrown around like so you need a good surrounding yes, like you need a gym yeah filled with people you need and constant set of people right it's not only one so your mm. sparring partner should be like yeah. okay one month you're sparring with some of the good kyrgyzstani guys next month you should be kazakh next month you should be german guys mm. next month because now you're getting exposed to different different style and different now you're it's mm-hmm. like machine learning right you're you're training the model <laughs> you're training the brain and then you become good yeah yeah so what happens is that when someone gets a pro fight they generally get some good people to join the camp like they pay them properly like if you are going to fight with someone who is kickboxer then you might want to have someone who has maybe fought in glory or something so that they get a good idea if you are fighting someone who is tall then you want someone tall who can mimic that so do indian fighters get access to this because a lot of them might not have the financial resources to oh, you don't need i mean the you'd be surprised that if you go and ask some of these camps mm-hmm. like some of these good camps that okay i don't have financial resources if i can they would say that okay as long as you cover your ticket fare and you can come you may work in the gym mm-hmm. for some time but if you can okay. they are more acceptable we as a martial arts mm-hmm. community have been always been very open uh, we always had an open door mm-hmm. policy like we embrace people yeah. with open arms right i mm-hmm. even in my gym also like the people like mean, munir abdul munir he is apartment and he he takes care of that half the people they don't pay because they don't have the money and mm. of course there are a lot of people they exploit mm. also because they they mm. may have might have the money but they still don't but we do that because we understand where it comes from so it's not necessary that you have to have the money all you need to have the courage right to become mm-hmm. a best mma fighter it's not your skills i disagree with that mm-hmm. it's just the courage okay. if you have the courage if you have mm-hmm. the fighting skill technical skills you mm-hmm. can you can acquire right skills can be learned yeah okay you can yeah. over the period of time but it's just the yeah, that is why the best fighters are like the craziest not crazy in a bad way but yeah mentally tough middle That's class guys do. cannot become fighter i'm sorry to be <laughs> privileged people yeah you are living in <laughs> yeah, a comfort if you got it easy comfort you you can't conor mcgregor was plumber you'll quit havi boss kavi hmm. was a guy who was from the age of i think 7 or 8 he was put into a military style camp when he had no mm-hmm. access to it was his father yes right yes. even if kabib had, had it easy but his father would make his life tough no matter yeah. what right yeah that is that is what yeah. it is you know you cannot live a comfort life and think that i can become a fighter you will not you will not because you will always you have tasted the comfort but what do you say that like a lot of kids who went to college and uh, did great in wrestling over there and did great outside as well for example tj dillashaw uh, i think he was picked out of college and demetrius johnson they they are fighters who had it good as well difficult background if you look at tj dilshaw if you look at demetrius johnson difficult background mm-hmm. uh okay demetrius johnson's mouse when he had been bullied like crazy comes from a mm-hmm. very very yeah. poor background mm-hmm. got a scholarship he did okay. good he again had to mm-hmm. prove himself obviously in us mm-hmm. you have access to best of the best facilities it's not only everything okay. right so mm-hmm. and then you get scholarship you get them like in india we have the quota mm-hmm. so they have this <laughs> their own uh, quota no, india also we have sports quota i think you are talking about sports quota yeah, right yeah, yeah. Uh, not about all those yeah, 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 yeah. okay <laughs> yeah so i was getting at this is interesting because i think what 
they saw in US in the 90s and early 2000. Maybe we are seeing that right now in India yeah. because when UFC brought its proper picture and overtook pride over time and then people first time found out okay there's something called jiu-jitsu before that they were also like wrestling boxing right and over time they found out that okay and now when you look at yeah top tier people they are just good at everything that they do they are just trained in every domain but maybe india is getting that it is starting to happen over here as well yeah, what do you think about we, that? We've got like good coaches. We've got coaches like uh, in Jiu-Jitsu, I can say we've got coaches like Siddharth, we've got coaches like Rohit Vasudevan. Mm-hmm. And we got like good Jiu-Jitsu coaches. I mean, they are like, uh, we have coaches mm-hmm. like uh, Chaitanya, uh, Gavali. I mean, these guys are like good. They're fighters. They've been fighting. They are, These are the coaches who actively fight also. Because I love those coaches who mm-hmm. fight. And they, you cannot yeah. be a coach if you if you don't fight. I mean, obviously, you can in some of the other level, but if you're active in the circuit, you know what it takes to be there. So um, the the dynamics have changed now. You've got good striking coaches. You have access to them. So things are things are good. You, if you, right now, if you have a little bit more money, you can actually go in and go and enroll into these gyms and all this thing. You get access to proper mm-hmm. training camps uh, under good fighters, mm-hmm. veteran fighters. They have lived their mm-hmm. life. I mean, they have learned by their experience. So they now can provide. Now the fighters don't mm-hmm. make the same silly mistake. Like the schoolyard joke, and, you know, I used to watch these <laughs> SFL fights before, and it was so funny. And still, just try to do mm-hmm. that because that's all it is. You know, your instinct kicks in. You cannot do three months, four months, or six months, you know, training program and expect yourself to be the best MMA fighter mm-hmm. because your instinct will kick in and still end up uh, doing that. It's not going to hurt anybody, but that's a sad reality. I just uh, crude old pushing and pulling, right? right? So. Since you brought the term, what happened to SFL? I was big on that. I thought, yeah, India first got its first promotion. So um, I used to follow its fight as well. But what happened all of a sudden? Like funding or something went down? Um, multiple reasons. Um, I think the promoters... It, Did it, not it, get the response? Uh, Did not get the response? Oh, you'd be audience? surprised. SFL was very famous, not only in India, but abroad also. Hmm. Still people talk about us. SFL hmm. 1, 2, 3 crazy people mm-hmm. went crazy the problem was sustainability the problem was continuity mm-hmm. of the program right now i cannot know one two three they were hiring uh, they were getting uh, fighters from abroad right so they're getting mm-hmm. people from abroad they're fighting the quality of the fights were really good but then mm-hmm. you, know, you cannot sustain with the amount of money that you need to pay is huge right you need you have to bring mm-hmm. all those guys like even the referees also herb dean and all of these guys and you know how are you going to maintain that so then they said okay now we're going to have Indian fighters. Now, Indian fighters aren't, aren't ready. Mm-hmm. So, they started picking from karate. They were trying to pick up from all this thing. And then, you practically, if you watch SFL 5, 6 onwards, you will see people gassing mm-hmm. out. They were literally mm-hmm. gassing out. They were getting tired and they were tapping mm-hmm. out on the ground because they were tired. Not just because they were Improper hit. Proper conditioning, right? Yeah, so, there were no conditioning. Yeah. Maybe they... People started mm-hmm. thinking, that, okay, it's a joke. Like, what is this happening? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, is, it was... Mm-hmm. It was uh, and then, Somebody, I don't want to name that person, right? He they, they said, okay, let's put some filmy angle to it. So for each punch, they would <laughs> Now it becomes pro wrestling, right? <laughs> no, no, they, they started uh, Maybe very soon music. they'll start fixing also. Oh, okay, that. Yeah, background music, they like during the fights? Or they were, background music? They were putting dishum dishum. So you could hear that in the movies, like how you Oh, like, no. <laughs> so people like, they started losing fans. And started losing fans. Mm-hmm. The matchmaking was horrible, horrible matchmaking. And then eventually mm-hmm. it, it died on because of the uh, I think that betting thing that Rajkundra got involved mm-hmm. into and all of this stuff. And then it just died. Mm-hmm. 
so they stopped mm. the sfl altogether and it it's a difficult business to have a promotion ufc itself was in huge amount of loss but one just one event saved it i think the ultimate fighter at one point yeah, was, stephen bonner ufc was bankrupt fighting. that's ufc was bankrupt mm. they didn't have the money they would have probably stopped mm-hmm. muscle farm was a company mm-hmm. that sponsored uh, uh that mm. supplement company they got a little bit of money mm. and then they came up with the crazy idea was that okay let's just do a reality television show called the ultimate fighter and then they started yeah. the, the ultimate fighter and that kick uh, right that 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 kicked a new sense of uh, energy into the organization and then from there mm-hmm. there's no turning back like the first first one itself that gracie extremely uh, some gracie right crazy. who started the whole ufc Royce not not Royce Gracie. Royce Gracie, Gracie was the first champion, uh, but his uh, his brother who started the whole Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yeah, I'm forgetting his name. I'm yeah. going to put it on the screen, mm-hmm. right? So he started, but then Zufa had to buy it because he was also facing the loss. And then uh, recently we saw it getting sold again, but it was not a like I'm dying, so I'm selling it. They just sold it because they got a good deal. Yeah, WME, right? I, WME, uh, IMG, yeah. they bought it. Then the KKR guys, they bought it. So now. it's good they could get yeah. a good yeah. revenue this year they if i look into that they 2021 was very good for them they made upwards of mm-hmm. around 5.1 billion dollar revenue uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. so they were pretty good. they they did a great job not only for mma but for sports as well the way that they handled covid and all and they still went out and did fights yeah. right it was something that other sports were not able to do yeah when everybody was shut down know, they were doing it yeah, they, yeah i mean initially i kind of disagreed with the whole concept about that because people were hmm. dying especially in india i was very uh, mm-hmm. uh, unhappy so they did it in an island and all right so yeah, they, they created a bubble tested they it that, but there were yeah. uh, there were people who were getting right yeah there were still cases yeah. that's true there we didn't even knew the intensity of how covid would turn out i was i was mm. i was i mean i, I would not like that I was supporting them from day one. I was not rooting for mm. Dana White from day one. I said, okay, this is not good mm-hmm. because people are dying here in India. Why? Mm-hmm. How could you do that? But eventually, I said, mm-hmm. I could see his sense because as a businessman, you need to keep the show running because you have to, you have the fighters' family to feed. You have employees to feed. I mean, what What are you going to do? I mean, you can't just. You might them. kill what you created in twenty years. Yeah, it can just die in one year or so if you shut down completely. Yeah, like, who's going to be able to fight without a? yeah stomach that is fed yeah. so that is what i want to get at i'm not taking too much time right because if you're in a hurry we can close it it's no fine, no this right? is good i enjoy, enjoy the uh, yeah. conversation yeah uh, okay okay so ufc since we are talking about that is the gold standard right bellator also is coming close uh, i'm not going to deny the other organizations are also doing great job elite fc right the one out of singapore they are doing great One FC, sorry, Elite is also some other promotion, right? Oh, there are many. There are almost hundreds of yeah, promotions here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But these are like top of the food chain, and obviously UFC has maintained itself. There are a lot coming up. UFC, first of all, bought a lot. It bought Strike Force, it bought Pride, and it basically bought the competitions. But now it is still the best, right? Uh, even if it does not pay you the most, a lot of other promotions are going to pay you more. But UFC, if you have to assert yourself as the best. you have to be a uh, champion over there am i correct or am i wrong over here i mean ufc has a monopoly i would say that ufc i mean i would not call sir, any any promotion the best right so okay well, let's let's mm. let's go back you know travel back the timeline mm-hmm. right when the gracies they said that okay uh, we we learned the jiu jitsu from brazil we created our own jiu jitsu now we want to test who is the best martial artist in the world 
that's a whole concept right mm. what's a movie model yeah. king, model model kingdom right what is model what, what is that movie about uh, mot- uh, the game model combat model combat that is model combat yeah, right? you yeah. want to you want to really know who is the best martial artist right you you have now yeah. a skill and uh, so that that's how it started and then the gracies were beating like the best of the best wrestlers mm-hmm. boxers and everybody black and blue the big guys and all of this mm-hmm. black and blue because they were this like submitting people around so the whole concept if you look into that it's about who is the best and who's the best fighter yeah. that's what which learning. martial art is the best that was another question exactly. right? which, which martial arts is right. the best so and so who who are you representing correct uh, mm-hmm. and ufc mm-hmm. was obviously it's been now two decades that ufc has been there mm-hmm. and so they have created mm-hmm. that monopoly um out there mm. uh, obviously there are other organization like one fc brave combat federation and all this they are all trying to do and even in russia they used to have something called m1 a lot of these yeah. organizations yeah, yeah. are there but i i somehow kind of don't believe that ufc is uh, is a gold standard standard yes from the promotion perspective it is but it is more americanized uh mm. when i say western hemisphere yes yes because we, we always look in the developed country and say okay, what's happening we want we are always aspirational means we want to say and it's because of the influence of movie and everything if today somebody wants to mm-hmm. make their living go oh, i want to go to us why i mean i, I have mm-hmm. no clue why you want to go to us because you're seeing things mm-hmm. in the movie you try to fit into that culture right you want to do that mm-hmm. so same thing with ufc you want to become that kind of a uh, you want to show the world that in ufc in mm-hmm. the western world you are there but you might you might not have that if you go to brazil today you will find mm-hmm. fighters like crazy fighters they can beat anybody black and blue in your same talking about mm. if you go to russia mm-hmm. like the khabib is one example there are many khabibs out there yeah. in russia right in, in, mm-hmm. in places remotest places i mean they do 500 fights 400 thailand in, the, in muay thai they do mm-hmm. 500 fights 600 fights i mean each mm-hmm. kid who is born there they fight for 5000 baht and like practically like 4000 mm-hmm. 5000 rupees at right, 2000 rupees 1000 <laughs> rupees they are fighting yeah. and that's a amount yeah. of craziness mm-hmm. and it may not be the true indicator that you are the best of the best in the world but yes it is a platform mm-hmm. where it is it just mm-hmm. like in bodybuilding how you have olympia if you look into uh, travel back into olympia history you will always have americans winning that it doesn't mean that europeans or anybody was less they were guys who were bigger mm-hmm. and uh, stuff i mean they were guys who were like massive but they never got the uh, opportunity later on they got the opportunity mm-hmm. to become it's the same thing with mma i think uh, it's more western centric i would say but things changed yeah. with habib coming in right he he changed mm-hmm. anderson silva coming in and says like they they realize mm-hmm. oh there is a potential and now a person from outside can also influence and people can still uh, uh, support that person and they will have a big fan base so Yeah 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 same goes with Conor McGregor right uh, UFC champions mainly in the history if you look at it Americans were very few most of them were from outside only yeah there were few but yeah so yeah that that might be one thing but yeah if it it might not be now exactly but there was a time i think a period of one decade where UFC was undoubtedly the best Mm. the most stable one well, it was I mean, going I, on for a long is, time it is it is the best i'm not saying it is not the best way in welcome to pay uh, they do pay mm-hmm. good for the people uh, who are champions i mean the entry level mm-hmm. pay is pretty low uh, and only the cream yeah. gets that a good amount of money but in comparison to the amount that they earn versus what they pay out mm-hmm. is very less 
but mm-hmm. still if you compare it with any other organization today they pay out uh, really good they are one of the top pay uh, mm. if you look into mm. uh, let's say uh, balletta they don't pay that much uh, they, in order to run an mma promotion you need to have deep pockets you need to have real deep pockets mm. you cannot uh, run mma mm-hmm. promotion so you see a lot of this mma promotion going bankrupt or they lose out Yeah, things. rich people. That's the thing with Fatita Brothers, right? They were super rich from their casinos. That is why they were able to sustain it for so long. Yeah. And they were enthusiasts, just like you. Like you have the whole thing going on on the side, and you're just doing it because you want to do it. Okay, I the whole direction was uh, towards when are we going to see Indian fighters in UFC properly? I think this question has been asked like a gazillion times for a lot of these people. Uh, we already had a UFC fighter. Uh, from india called mm-hmm. uh, bharat khandare he did not do well uh, i mean he was mm-hmm. robbed or because of some politics and internal stuff and all of this stuff mm-hmm. and during his peak time mm-hmm. post his peak time again he was called in for again but again he he lost um we do i mean we can have people in uh, ufc have you i'm mm-hmm. very honest we have the people we can but it just need little bit more training and we need little bit of more setup uh, there are guys who are good it just we need to have more exposure to fight more expert like mm-hmm. the amateur guys today they want to go into ufc they should not rush into getting into pro that is one big mistake people do mm-hmm. they do 3 or 4 5 6 amateur fights like oh i'm go- i'm good and now i can fight pro i become pro fighter no need i have at least 25 to 30 fights under you as an amateur and good fights i'm not talking local fight good international amateur exposure once you are there then you mm-hmm. can definitely become fight could uh, this mm-hmm. the ufc just announced road to ufc that's going to be held in singapore uh, like road to one uh, so where the compete there three indian guys who are competing road to ufc which is essentially if they win uh, they might get a new ufc contract uh, one guy is pawan mm-hmm. mahan singh one is a veteran fighter anshul jubli the one more guy i think i don't remember his name i think maybe roshan so these are the three guys who have been nominated and it's just a it's just a matter of time it's just not that UFC is not accepting Indian fighter. It's just we have not submitted yeah. people for that. No, no. UFC wants Indian fighter. Yeah. They could. They came to. I think Sushil Sharma, Sharma, right? The the wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Sushil from Haryana, I guess. He. They came to him like we want Indian fighters. Long time back, I think ten yeah. years ago. I have seen this. Yeah. They want it definitely because they want to tap into this crowd. Yeah. Who the hell would not? There's yeah. a crowd of a billion. Yeah. So yeah. So the thing about UFC for anyone in general would be that you have to perform well in other uh, promotions first, and then over time when you start to shine, that's when they pick you up, right? That is how it has always been going on. So what about the, these Indian fighters? You must be knowing a lot of them. Are they aspiring to be in UFC? Is that their goal when they fight? Uh, that who denied that. Everybody wants to fight in the UFC, mm. right? And as you said, okay. gold standard is a is a privileged platform. You might earn mm-hmm. less in UFC, but the amount of promotions and everything that you're gonna get, like being a UFC fighter itself, is a tagline. It's just a brand that you're carrying. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're working mm-hmm. for uh, the Fang. It's not Fang anymore, uh, but like you, the Googles of the world, or uh, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> if you worked in Google, yeah. or let's say if you worked in. Uh, Uh, alphabet or uh, tesla or this thing and we can proudly say that oh, i worked there because they look into you in a very different angle it's the same thing uh, they want to become they 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 aspire to be in ufc mm-hmm. but it requires a certain level of dedication habib did not become mm-hmm. ufc champion just because he just aspired to become he went through he fought in m1 he fought in different different promotion he started and fighting with a low absolutely mm-hmm. crushed the division and then he got the title mm-hmm. shot he was begging for title mm-hmm. shot 
from uh, Dana White for years. Like he was like, hey, give mm. me, give me my belt, give me my belt, and uh, you know, and then eventually got it. That's how it is. You know. mm-hmm. Consistency. Okay, so what can you tell us about like the MMA hubs of India? Where is it like really going right now? Bang. If I'm aspiring to be one, I'll just jump into that city. No? Bangalore. I mean, there's no denying. Bangalore. Yeah, there's no denying. Bangalore. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Bangalore. You got more number of MMA gyms than anywhere else in uh, the entire country. So you you got Bangalore mm-hmm. is one of those good places. Um, in Delhi also, you got some good places uh, that mm-hmm. you can train. Mumbai, you got um, some good gyms out there. Uh, there are mm-hmm. in Nagaland also have some good gym in Nagaland. Good uh, good mm-hmm. people coming up, but mostly I see champions coming from uh, these places. Like they are training here. Yeah. So I would like to get a fighter's perspective who are just trying to do it or who have done well in this field. Like I really seriously want to guide people who want to build a career in this field. If you might not be knowing, Momentum Podcast is hundred percent on career, and I do not look down upon any career and martial arts being a soft corner of mine can you tell me like if someone 18 years old guy wants to build a career in mma what should he be doing or a girl if that's the case first thing getting to a gym a good one yeah first thing is that you know uh, instead of looking this as a career career to start looking introspecting that are you being cut out for this not everybody is cut out for this Right. Mm. It, it's a first thing. I mean, it's a brutal truth. I mean, I might not say that you know you go to the gym, enroll yourself, and do that. But you, you might... told me that it's about mentality, right? So, what if you're mentally cut out and not physically? That's fine. That's fine. You, you that's mm. fine. Physical fine. is not uh, even at certain yeah. point of time. The genetic disposition of yourself. I mean, the way you're built and everything may play a role. But at mm. the starting, it it is how you're mentally prepared, how strong you are from inside, mm. right? Are you willing to mm-hmm. sacrifice everything? That's the first question that you need to ask yourself. This is unconventional. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. your comfort? Are you willing to train mm-hmm. six hours every single day, having nothing else to do than train, 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 train? Just keep on training. You no, know, grind yourself. Mm-hmm. Do the drill, the same drill every single day. You'd be surprised how the number of people who can throw a simple straight punch. They can't throw a simple mm-hmm. straight punch. <laughs> and and if you go to a traditional yeah. coach and all this in boxing coach if you ever learn boxing judgment they would take year and year and a half just to throw a simple straight punch because the shortest path is you know straight is the shortest path i mean that's how you need to do yeah people go for hook and all if you just learn straight you are going to be knocking people down exactly. left and right so it, yeah. it it requires a lot of dedication so let's say for example you are dedicated and you said okay you're prepared for this journey you want to become the next mm. athlete super athlete the next step mm. to do that is mm-hmm. that once you have that level of determination you need to get the support from your family that nobody's going to talk about all of this right your family is has to support you that your family has to tell you that okay no matter what happens whether you are going to mm. win in this game or you're going to fail we are there to support don't worry about it we are here for you But that's not going to happen with ninety percent of families in this country. You, you need to convince. It. You need to convince. You need to show. I mean, it's just like doing a business. Proposal. Most families don't let you marry with the girl you want to marry. How are they going to support your MMA journey? So I should just give up if my family does not. No, yeah, that that is where you need to come. This is where this the number one skill for an MMA fighter comes is that to convince and to market yourself. <laughs> you can be the best MMA fighter, okay. but if you cannot market yourself, you are still going to be calling yourself a failure. You're still not gonna earn 
the amount of money that you are looking for yeah but you you must be knowing about the orthodox parents we have they are never going to listen i i'm not talking about all obviously but there are some who are never going to listen no matter what you do i'm i'm just going like to you can say that anyone can just give me a sure, sure, sure. just once again not an issue yeah yeah so 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 the 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 question is that how are you going to convince your parents convince your yeah parents. because they are very yeah. orthodox right i'll give you one example uh, and this is not in me okay my brother mm-hmm. uh, he wanted to become a dj very very mm-hmm. unconventional mm-hmm. thing right so mm-hmm. what he did he he i don't know where he got the money so somehow he collected the money and he took my mother my father me to a movie called three idiots okay <laughs> <laughs> and then, and we were surprised we was like okay my brother is so young and he wants to uh, take us for a movie and then it was the first time ever like who would take anybody for out from movie seriously your father would be taking right so mm-hmm. so he takes us and all this thing and then after the end of the movie he gives us pitch listen i want to do like <laughs> i want to follow my passion i want to live happy and all this thing and my father and mother they were influenced by that movie and then mm-hmm. they let him become a, a dj and a music producer so long story short you have to i mean this is this is a vital to you because if what's going to happen is that if you don't take the support from your family after one year mm-hmm. or two year because if you're not tasting the success and they're not seeing mm-hmm. anything happening they're just going to come and tell you okay and this is at the lowest point of your mma career where you're losing and not doing anything or not being able to go up they're going to come and tell that you know leave this thing beta you know this is not for you what do you to do a job or willing to just complete your graduation or whatever it is and just work because that's something and that is the time when you think and you start you know contemplating um maybe yes this is right maybe this is not cut out for me and this is the time where you should not quit because you have spent considerable amount of time you know remember you have to mm-hmm. just keep on trying 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 and you will succeed and that is the reason why i said okay you need to have people around you who will support who will mm-hmm. support your journey right you need to conor mcgregor mm-hmm. i think example of conor mcgregor right he was a plumber right he used to fix up but his wife supported she was paying for yeah. everything right? so you need to have somebody yeah. what if your wife was like a typical wife may and then say that uh, you know kaam dhanda chhod diya hai no you know why don't you just go and uh, do some actual job so you are saying that not necessarily your parents but whoever is around you like the people closest to you must be convinced yes. somebody should be somebody should yeah. be there to support you cannot do the journey by all by yourself i mean mm. uh, the percentage i mean but you can though like you can <laughs> like nothing is impossible obviously we cannot say you cannot but it will be extremely difficult and your chances might decrease is that what you're saying i i see i'm i'm, I'm an engineer right i see probability hmm. right i see <laughs> the odds are against me. that's all i see hmm. you may you may you hmm. may go against the odds the probability of hmm. you being successful is only already the probability of you being successful in mma is already less on top of that if you don't hmm. have support you you are just becoming more and you're cutting your yeah. odds right so why you want to take mm-hmm. the chance why don't you take the support it and then i want to and you can present a case today as i explained to you earlier for him uh, and uh, he's sitting at 40 million dollars i mean he's not marketing mm. himself and all this nice guy uh, he but could have earned a lot more yeah that, that is nothing he could have earned a lot and he more. will i mean he has yeah. put himself on the stage to earn more and more money he's got his own promotion yeah, called eagle yeah. fc he's patient he's patient yeah. and he doesn't speak much you see that he's not over the top like uh, how conor mcgregor is and all of this stuff mm-hmm. but 
Yeah, and you can give example and different characters. So different character, different personality. You can still make money. You can still do that. It's just that you need the right kind of support. Ireland was never a big MMA hub. Tell me one fighter from Ireland now, other than Conor McGregor. No, there were a lot of boxes out of there, though. Of course, Ireland had a big one, right? So Ireland was always a country that supported their sports yeah. a lot. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, when when Conor came in MMA, they showed support that even failed the Brazilians. Pakistan, yeah. <laughs> we Pakistan is the poorest country. It's even more poor than India. Have you been to Pakistan? Mm. You see that it's just mountain, nothing else, mm. right? It's nothing. Mm. It's practically nothing there. There is nothing there mm. actually. Mm. So you, I mean, we are privileged. <laughs> What we have today, we are mm-hmm. literally privileged. So what I'm saying is that you need to have the support. Habib was supported by his father. Like there was somebody who had the vision. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the access to the best of the best training facilities. <laughs> he was more than supported. Khabib was about to quit, and his father said, "No, yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. You're going to fight." <laughs> and he said, "Okay." So he was like more than supported. Yeah. Okay, no, I am extremely sorry to cut you off that much. So your first step is that know that you want to do it, right? Yeah. Mentally be prepared for it. Second, um, have the support. Yeah. in the simplest of words and then what then the next step comes is finding the right training institute or a coach because mm-hmm. no coach can make or break you that's the thing mm-hmm. there are coaches with the ego that is bigger than uh, the entire universe today <laughs> thinking that they are the best you cannot be the best mm-hmm. coach in the world you need to have multiple mm-hmm. people you need to ident- understand that everybody is cut out differently right so Mm. having the right coach is the very important being have, making sure that you're training under the right people for some time mm. and knowing what you are best in right so once you get the coach once you get all this thing this starts your journey that's the stepping stone mm. for it so once you have once you fulfill that you got the best of the best coach let's say you got the best coach you got the support you got you mentally cut out for it you are do, doing that now the next step for you is to start competing Like once you are started training, then you will know yourself that okay, where do you stand when it comes to this thing, right? When it comes to fighting business, are you a guy who's getting uh, right beaten up by every guy, or you are the one who's mm-hmm. dominating, or you are the guy who is mm-hmm. who's doing it? Maybe you're not good in ground game, or maybe you're not good in striking. What is it that is stopping yourself? Then you start looking for other coaches. or we ask your coach mm-hmm. to help him connect with the other training places go training different world mm-hmm. thailand is the best place if you want to condition yourself and get yourself a little bit better in striking right so there are a lot of fighters mm-hmm. who come go to phuket top team or go to uh, fairtex or go to um, uh, like tiger muay thai gyms and all of the thing right so you go and get yourself mm-hmm. trained there have a camp one actually month. cheap also right yes. it is not very costly in thailand i mean it, yeah. Yeah, what it costs like 15000 bucks for uh, airfare Uh, mm-hmm. I think visa on arrival is very cheap, and then staying there. Yeah. Uh, if you have like forty, fifty thousand bucks, you can train yeah. easily yeah. with good food and all of the stuff. You can stay and all this thing. Yeah, yeah. they take care of everything, like yeah. stay, food, everything, right? Thirty thousand bucks, you okay. can you can do good. I mean, thirty thousand, you can still mm-hmm. survive and do stuff there. No problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's it. Then you start competing amateur, right? And then have good level of good number of fights over there. and uh, yeah that's the thing like first of all we are the first generations of mixed martial arts like indians now who are entering big leagues are, will be the first generation so the first generation does not have a last generation who is going to be your coach so you are most likely going to find like pro boxers things like that people like that who maybe will be teaching you 
individually right yeah like the way that uh like the first generation would be having in the 90s they just found their way out yeah until unless you can just afford an expensive one in that case as you said the privilege is too high <laughs> you might not have the mental strength okay yeah. now see i think i think what, what do we do today want... with the lma I, mm-hmm. so here's the thing that you know people ask me that okay what about this? see the fruit of mma the fruit of mm-hmm. mma we are not going to enjoy the fruit of mma when i say we mm-hmm. not me it is my son it is my daughter right it is mm-hmm. the people the next generation right they are one the, they are the one who's going to enjoy we have just worked our ass off created that mm-hmm. platform given that infrastructure mm. and taught mm-hmm. them something so the next generation is the mm. one so as you rightly said i mean mm. the 18 year old the 15 year old are you watching this podcast or uh, uh, this youtube channel of yours they are the one who's going to really really enjoy because we have done our own mistake yeah. we now know what mm. we have done we are here to help you out right the coaches who mm. are there the fighters have become the coaches now and they know mm. what it is because at one point of point of time they thought that they are invincible they are at the top of the world nobody can beat them but they did get mm. beaten up and they know when they yeah. do mistake mm-hmm. they now want mm. the prodigy they now want uh, their own students to do well because that is an aspiration for them because they could not do well they want their students to excel and as long mm. as you submit to your coach not those mcdojo coaches like real coaches <laughs> they will take care of uh. you they will show you the right path and you just need to question yeah. and always and always question yourself question the world question the technique question everything when you question mm-hmm. you will will try to find ways will try to see different possibilities different perspectives mm-hmm. also it is a global industry like like you would see modeling industry or acting industry or engineers industry it there's a whole set of things that you should know that people before you have already found out the corners of it so they would be able to guide you well they understand how it works and on top of that like where i was getting at the fights that you take so you have to have a good manager who finds out good fights fights for you right otherwise you are going to get your whole uh, career messed up if you take the right, wrong fights not true at least in the later phases initially you'll just have to take whatever <coughs> you get I, I, i don't i don't agree i mean even in the initial phase no? too initially, initially also phase, yeah because yeah. what happens is that let's say in fight let's say one fc today i'm just taking the name one fc today is doing a fight in singapore or some other place hmm. and who do you think who's going to be a fan favorite and there is a singaporean mm-hmm. fighter yeah. and indian local. fighter it's yeah. going to be the local guy right yeah. so yeah. typically what these promotions would do is that they would bring some feeder fighter when i say feeder fighter they feed <laughs> them a uh, a uh, a very uh, less dominating fighter a weak fighter so that the local yeah. guy wins because there has to be some mm. something to draw the crowd to like if my mm. local fighter is losing why am i even watching this match mm. when i'm i'm not going to support him <laughs> so it's very different so yeah. that's what a lot of these uh, promoters and a lot of these matchmakers and a lot of these agents they did a mistake is that they used to get this fight yeah. opportunities they go oh let's take the fight they never thought about it that what consequences that's going to happen because if they're going to lose there i mean they're definitely going to lose because that is not a evenly matched fight i've seen guys they go to china okay you won't believe there is chinese fighting there's a one uh i recently attended it's called kundun championship okay uh, hmm. i was there and there was this indian guy who was fighting an indian fighter 
Now he was thrown under the bus. I would say that because that same guy was a champion in Sanda. There's another martial arts similar to MMA. Yeah, I know Chinese martial arts, right? Martial. Kickboxing form. Yes. Yeah. So he was a champion. He was, I think, eight ten champion. But he had a low MMA record and was not published anywhere. And he was mm-hmm. our Indian guy, um, the fighter. He was literally got. I mean, he got dominated there. I mean, uh, he lost. Yeah, even if like you properly do not get knocked out or choked out, so what will happen is that the judges will be always yeah. taking the side of the local person, yeah. right? And then you got a loss, yeah, yeah. right? Which is then it is going to be difficult yeah. to get your next yeah. fight. You need to ensure that yeah. you have a you're fighting in the right promotion, right people, mm-hmm. all of the stuff. It's not unfair uh, to the fighter. You know, you can't take your guy to Russia. In Russia, you'll be killed. Right? Because these guys are sambo guys. You know, sambo is like MMA. You know, they will they will have so many records in sambo, but in MMA they will have like three or four. In sambo they have forty fifty wins. So you know, it's very hard. Isn't that crazy? Like the Russians had MMA so long before we had MMA, right? Everyone knew about MMA later on, but Russians always had this. The I mean, the sambo part. I, we all we we are. I mean, to be you won't be surprised. We are warriors. We always been warriors. But it's just that you, you're talking about Indians. Indians, or no, I'm talking about the rest of the world. Yeah, Indians. Obviously, when you look at even the kung fu as its birth in India, yeah. so but we got talking about like thousands of. We got diluted, yeah. right? We got diluted. So mm. every country had their own martial arts. If Russia had yeah. sambo. You, you know, Israel. They just kept it, right? That is true. Yeah, yeah they maintained it. Maintain. We never maintained anything. We were, we were, we were very bad. Kalari Paitu has become mm-hmm. a practically a dance right now, or the kind of a mm-hmm. art form. Right? It is not capoeira a, kind of thing. Yeah, it is not yeah. a fighting. Could the kushti mm-hmm. is? It just become you know, it's nothing more than that. They're just like that's it. They're limited. Right. So they never try. Most likely me. because of colonialism, right? Two hundred years is more than sufficient to <laughs> dial everything down. Like the language that we speak yeah. is also the influence of that only. Like mm-hmm. we never thought about that properly. Today only, sorry to deviate. Like I was thinking, like what if Germans would have invaded America and taken over? Yeah. Or every American would be speaking German now, yeah. and uh, they would thank Winston Churchill that thank God that that person is here and we speak English. Yeah. And when we look at Indians. And we speak English, so that's what happened to us. <laughs> well, My German friend anyways. tells me that you know we we were this close. Oh, they were. <laughs> yeah, they were. It's... So, little bit of this, like the first world war, they were not able to do what they did in second world war, like take over France, just because of the speed. Like Kaiser was not able to have that speed of rush into uh, France within weeks, but that's what Hitler was able to do. Yeah. But who, he was not able to do that in Russia. He got stalled over there. If he was able to do that in Russia as well, reach Moscow, yeah. that would have been game over. Yeah, then we would be looking at a different world, different topics. But it was really, really fun talking to you. I I have an obligation to not end this talk without two topics over here because this is something that comes to safety. Fighters face two problems. When they are fighting, a lot of people are juiced up. So there's a whole problem of steroids as well in anything which is physical. So what can you tell about this that it is so common that it will be now difficult to fight a person who is on steroids. So either you're going to get beat up or you might have to take the same trajectory. Ah. Uh. It's kind of a very, very uh, subjective topic, I would mm-hmm. say, right? I mean, mm-hmm. at one level, at the highest stage of sport in the Olympics, there've been scandals and you know, dope kids, right? East Germany, you know, about East Germany scandal, right? About everybody juiced up there, 
uh, Russians, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're all, they got banned because they were all used up, right? Chinese, mm-hmm. they've been doing this pro- programs, uh, uh, running this program from mm-hmm. childhood. Yes, yeah, of yeah. course, mm-hmm. doping is going to be there. There is. It's just like how in the exams, people will find ways to cheat. In sports uh-huh. also, there is going to be a way to cheat. Cheating is not something that, I mean, uh, that you should go and just by thinking that everybody's cheating, I should do that. No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. If yeah. you are a fighter and if you're thinking that, oh, like everybody's juiced up, let me also get juiced up. No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Which is what the biggest mistake. Okay. Do not, as I said before, you know, question, question everything that is. If a coach is asking you, okay, please take this multivitamin or please take this stuff that will make you strong and recover. Do not understand and question him that what is it and what is it not. And you would be, mm-hmm. this is what happens. Like if you go to any of the gym, and I don't know if this happens or not, because at least when I used to go to the gym, you know, they would, the coaches would come, the trainers would come, oh, you want to become uh, bulky and muscular much faster, you know, start having. Very common. Yeah, very yeah. common, right? And you need to question. And these foods, I think, they will just listen blindly to those coaches. And that is when the problem starts happening. So first thing is that question. Do not do that. You understand that what are the repercussions of having or juicing. There's a big challenge. I mean, even if in, in within the juice itself, you are, I mean, steroids, when you take anabolic steroids, there are longest steroids, uh, anabolic or shortest they are one that stays in the blood for years, years, mm-hmm. right? I mean, for their three years, four years, and I, the drugs like Decadurablink, right? They will stay there for three years, six years, seven years, like uh, bolding mm-hmm. on undecanate will stay for seven years in your bloodstream and your hair and all this. Well, the reason why I know is that because I used to work with a company called Agenda Technologies. We used to do dope testing. We used to uh, work with liquid, oh. liquid chromatography and gas chromatography. This is how yeah, we yeah, take yeah. Uh, this thing. So we, uh, mm-hmm. for Beijing Olympics, we were the one uh, who were doing the dope testing. So one, understand that what you are taking and all of this stuff. Second, you don't need to take that stuff. You can naturally, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't need to do that. There are some. Yeah, yeah. That that's what uh, the coaches a lot of times, like fake ones are going to tell you, like, it is impossible to do without it. So if you want to do it, better, better, better take these, right? Leave the coach. Right? Right that is away. the problem. If that is yeah, a coach, yeah. leave the that's coach. Where, that's where you run. Yeah, yeah, yeah you start <laughs> Run away, man. <laughs> don't do that. I mean, I would even say that even the culture I don't like is that the weed culture. Right. If you see uh, the mm. ten planet Jiu-Jitsu, they all smoke weed. Right. Oh. And uh, it's like it's like it's another new dope thing. And all. It's impossible to be sober in ten planet. And, like, <laughs> and even like Mike Tyson, like one of my idol. I mean, he he has his own stuff. Don't do that. Weed company now. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. that's his business. Understand that's his business. He's, why not? Like what? What? No, we have to clarify that. Like it's obviously a person's choice. But why do you think weed is a problem? Okay. Here's the thing. Weed is not a problem. Weed is mm. not a problem. It's weed a gateway a, drug. That is what you're saying. One, it is a gateway drug. Second is that for an athlete, mm. I don't believe that weed is something that you need to, you need to be clean. You need to see what is an athlete? What is What is the definition of an athlete? An athlete is somebody. I think when you are looking at it, you're seeing at a person who is very disciplined, like the whole uh, old Japanese kind, yeah. respectful. Yeah. Right. Actually, is that 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 is what that is what will make you excel in something, right? When when you're disciplined, mm-hmm. every single day you are trying to better yourself by only one percentage or point zero one percentage. Now, when you mm-hmm. take weed, or when you take any kind of mm-hmm. drugs like that, it will make you complacent in life because you are relaxing. Mm-hmm. You're letting your mind relax. Imagine. Okay, let me give you an example. Forget about the athlete and all this thing. Would you trust? Mm-hmm. Would you trust Indian Army or U.S. Marine Corps? Or, you know, uh, this thing, who's smoking weed and uh, who's protecting the borders of the country? 
Yeah, I would be scared. <laughs> uh, is this the person's bo- on my borders? <laughs> no, because maybe he's he's the best. He can still perform better in that. But would you trust? No, because yeah. he can still some or the other way affect the mental ability. Right? Mm. The mental. Level. I'm not talking about. Maybe. Yeah, there there are some jobs. There are some jobs that has some demands. Maybe that's what you're trying to say. Right. Right. And this right. is one of the jobs. I mean, being an athlete, you don't need to do that because this is the discipline. You need to be the best of the best. You need to reach to the top of the world. Right, you have to ensure mm-hmm. that you are you're drug free. You cannot go into some kind of a substance abuse or some kind of recreational. Mm-hmm. This is not for you. If mm. there is nothing called recreational when you are entering MMA, you cannot be a. Mm. You cannot sit down and watch Netflix. That's ten ten years of your life yeah. at least. Yeah. What about alcohol? Would you say the same? Absolutely, hundred percent same. Yeah. It, it is. Then that makes sense. Yeah, it, 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 it's not legal or illegal. It's just it, it, substance. Smoking, right? It's same thing. Smoking, yeah. alcohol, womanizing, anything that you do mm-hmm. today that is going to influence your behavior. I'm not talking mm-hmm. scientifically. THC versus CBD. Yeah. You know, giving all this mm-hmm. effect, recovery and all. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. that. That's a different you know subject to talk about. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah, anything yeah. that. influences your brain that stops you mm-hmm. from achieving excellence that's my definition yeah that is where you need yeah. to stop right for even a second like you yeah. say, i'll relax now and tomorrow i'll work at peak efficiency why relax it. now when <laughs> you can work now as well i don't think that okay. that, that is that will happen because it's the same thing with the sleep right oh i'll wake up after mm. 10 minutes you know let me sleep for 5 minutes <laughs> you know how it goes <laughs> nobody has any problems on that So you were uh, before getting into this talking about steroids. You want to make more points related to that? Yeah. So uh, that's where we got. Yeah. So as I, as I said, I mean, steroids is something that, uh, and steroids is also an addiction. I've written a whole lot of blog mm. about it. I can send you a link to it. Where can they find it? Do you have a website or something? It, it was very old website. I used to write. I used to love writing. So oh. I can still find right. it somewhere. I'll send you the link about it. Uh, it send is WordPress. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, blogspot. dot com. Something like that. No, coach. Okay. Okay. Dot com. I think that's what it is. So one of the thing that okay. steroid that many people don't talk about is the addiction. Once you take a steroid, it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. It's a never-ending cycle because. You will stop believing in yourself. You will think, start thinking that I will never be able to achieve this, mm-hmm. and then you start mm-hmm. chasing. And this is what exactly it is. Mm-hmm. It is never enough. You start chasing. That's what substance abuse is. Always chasing, always chasing. So that's something that you lack. You won't have confidence in yourself because steroids. Yeah, that's where steroids is nothing. I mean, there's yeah. nothing wrong in steroid. You know, what does steroid do? You have to do equally, or in fact, more hard work when you are on steroids. I but there are side effects. That's what's wrong. Yeah, but it's not what just the same as healthy eating. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. You you're trying mm-hmm. to break the barrier of your genetic potential, mm-hmm. and you're using steroids mm-hmm. to just break that barrier. Mm-hmm. That's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, steroids yeah. help in it'll help you recovery. It'll help you with the muscle protein synthesis. It'll help you in so many different ways. Like it increases your mm-hmm. strength and all of this thing, anabolism it brings it. But at the same time, please understand this thing that you know it is just something which is unnatural you're putting inside your body. Right? It is mm-hmm. unnatural stuff. You need to make sure that you are as natural as possible. Go back to the same concept. What were you trying to achieve? You're trying to find out who is the best fighter in the entire world. That is what you are mm-hmm. trying to achieve, right? And then you are now saying mm-hmm. that I can be the best fighter, but if I get Let's say X Y Z juice, 
like i get uh, yeah. right so that that's problem. people who have that warrior kind of mindset like they just want to prove that they are best a good example would be bjp pen they never ever dabbled with things like that yeah. i would even say like people like nate diaz and all they were always like i want to prove to myself yeah. or they just failed in front of their eyes maybe nobody found it out yeah. but they just failed in front of their eyes and right. they are crazy correct, if you see correct. that i mean that's what the crazy levelness is i mean you could see them fighting and you can understand this 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 guy is this move is like crazy guy i mean you you don't want to fight with him anywhere in the street for sure i would never want mm-hmm. to fight mm-hmm. nate diaz in the street i never never i would no. stay like very far away no matter how skilled i am i would like to stay yeah, uh, yeah. like far away because yeah he will fight you <laughs> he will fight you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what he's going to do i don't know what is his next move that is what makes me like crazy i mean it's so that is the level of crazy that's why i said you know understand are you cut out for this are you that crazy yeah. and you want to go in and mm-hmm. this uh, do that it's not having vitamin s right and it's not vitamin s mm-hmm. that you take and you become mm-hmm. uh, captain america right it's, it's <laughs> are, you, are you are you crazy so yeah all right just last thing steroids is not only the mental thing that now you know that you're not on it so you need more but also physical right it yeah. will deplete your testosterone and now it your body needs it kind of and that is why you'll take more i mean correct if you ever talk to some educated uh, people oh yeah, but by the way steroid users are the most educated users you'll be very surprised the amount of research mm. that they do that nobody else would do they have to uh, yeah, they'll have to because they will do okay what's my steroid cycle what's my pct how i'm going to do how am i going to stack mm-hmm. my cycle what's my first cycle how what is the dosage and how i'm going to taper it how i'm going to do the you know stacking or whatever there's a whole lot of thing the problem yeah. again i'm telling you is that they live in the bubble they live in the bubble mm. that oh okay but they don't understand there is a mental aspect to it apart from physical of course there is a mm. physical because you are going to lose that the strength that you're going to get out of uh, mm-hmm. the cycle once the cycle ends you're going to lose because you're going to go back to the natural state your testosterone level is going to mm-hmm. dip down where your balls are going to testicular uh, testes are going to shrink you're not going to unless mm. you start you know doing your therapies and all of the stuff and over the period of time that's going to happen you're going to do a permanent damage uh, there is a yeah. place for steroids right for burn patient people who are suffering from hiv they are having some uh, dystrophy muscular dystrophy yes you there is a place mm-hmm. but not in sports i disagree completely yeah yeah all right just hold on we are just on the process of closing uh, my memory card is filled up so all i'm going to do is just change it right mm-hmm. i keep on asking because i know you are a busy person we are just going to close in like 10 to 15 minutes sure. okay uh, i'm going to talk about brain trauma as well because that is also something that people should not get in without knowing right mm-hmm. we'll get into it. so gives a proper perfect idea i don't think anyone would have given me better idea about steroids and all what goes in the sports better than you because you've been involved in the testing part so the last thing fighters or aspiring fighters needs to know something we call brain trauma and this is not only for combat sports you can even see it in other sports as well and uh, when you are getting hit in the head and majority of the hitting might not even happen in the fights might happen in the gyms so what what should fighters do to be aware of or maybe you can start with what is it i think you will be the best person to explain it um, <clears throat> so in in simple term I mean, if you look into well, like how brain is built up you got the skull mm-hmm. right inside that there is a membrane of water and then you got the brain yeah. 
right? Yeah. So what happens is that when in any of the sport, and in boxing or MMA or all this thing, when you get punched, so your brain is like it's like a little jelly inside this mm-hmm. membrane of water, and it is hitting against a wall. So every time it is hitting against a wall, it is doing a lot of these damages to that your your mm-hmm. brain as a jelly, right? So it, 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 it's how, and then that's how you get knocked out also because when you get hit too hard, you end up uh, getting losing consciousness. At one point, your brain will shut down, it will so shut that down. it does not get any more. Correct. Yeah, and, yeah. and it has to reboot itself mm-hmm. because it, you know there is no uh, neuron activity there. And which is very dangerous because over the period of time, it has been noted. Research has shown that people who get concussion, which is part of kind of a concussion, I mean, people who get constant hit, they end up getting concussion. And the concussion over the period of time, they may end up having diseases like uh, Alzheimer's and uh, dementia and those kinds of things. Because if you ever looked into Muhammad Ali in the later part of the day, I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen him doing that. I mean, Parkinson's, right? Most of the fighters that I interact with, the uh, the veteran fighters, like who have fought for twenty. 25 years and all this thing, you see them having a lot of lisp ability that they, they they have foggy memory ability to think is not there they all have the same problem when in the prime shaky hands and maybe slur in the voice slur in the voice yeah. they are not able to think properly they're not able to mm. comprehend uh, the sentences they're not able to form sentences uh, so i'm just going to interrupt you over here uh, concussion is it internal bleeding concussion is an internal bleeding yes Yes, all right, all right. Please go ahead then. It's yeah. a slight internal bleeding you might uh, get. Okay, and mm-hmm. then uh, and the concussion has several stages. Also, it is not like complete mm-hmm. bleeding as you think about yeah. it. It's several stages. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it because it becomes more technical yeah. in nature. Uh, there is mm-hmm. a scale of uh, concussion area. So essentially, what happens is that when you end up having these kind of constant trauma to your head. Mm-hmm. constant trauma to your constant trauma to your head it does a permanent damage some of the other way now mm-hmm. as a fighter when you're going to the gym and how are you going to stop first and foremost as i said select a good coach talk to the coach mm-hmm. because your coach is a guy who's going to tell your sparring partner also go easy because in sparring also there are many people that go full force they'll not even bother mm-hmm. about it they, they don't know how to control their punches so if there's somebody who's doing that that's going to harm um yourself or the other person so make sure that your coach is somebody who knows second i've seen many videos on the internet i don't know how they come up where they make people stand in one row and then start punching on this fence that is not the way to do that i'm sorry that may look good on the internet they are not making you think that tough. it is going to make it tougher the more you hate it i'm sorry <laughs> no that is not something how you are going to uh, become mm. tough you are basically mm. uh, calling yourself for trouble uh, you may end up having, mm. you know, injuring yourself or end up having some dementia later on so please don't mm. do that so uh, try to be as technical as possible right in in mm. the uh, in the class or in this gym right you need to know how to pull guard i need to be fully mm. guarded right protecting yourself at all time you know making sure that you're you're not getting hit because that's what we we teach Uh, you just don't want to become a showboater where you're just like uh, you know keeping your face open guard open and then you're doing mm-hmm. it now just pull your guards up all the mm-hmm. time that's something that you need to learn no matter how good you become you need to do that so that you don't get hit right so that's 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 what i would say in in short that protect yourself protect at all times right first of all time yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right so yeah they should be careful about it and they should be aware about it and also you have to know that there's only 
certain number of fights that you'll be have you'll be able to have in your life you cannot have like hundreds and hundreds of fights because at some point it is going to accumulate so yeah. the career ha- that is why career is short and the more like over time if you see people getting knocked out they are going to knock down f- get knocked out faster because now they have what we call class jaw right yeah. so that is what happened at the end of the career of chuck liddell or you can see a lot of examples same goes yeah. with anderson silva also once you got knocked out over time you are seeing that you are getting knocked out faster and faster because your brain kind of understand that this dude just gives me these injuries all the time so i'm going to shut yeah. it down faster yeah. this time right yeah so that is like uh, a side of um, combat sports that you have to be aware of and that's the gamble that we all play but you for example people who went out of out of it properly a great example would be dominic cruz because he developed a style that just does not let him get hit and uh, the diaz brothers even though they get hit a lot majorly because of the scar tissue but they move along with the punches so yeah. the impact is not as much they slide away with it so you'll have to keep those things i see you very very well like, versed in you, uh, you 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 understand <laughs> very well. I mean, uh, you know when i started martial arts when i was 8 years old oh, yeah you see that's when i got Thank yeah 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 you. i was in bangalore i was over there for 2 years if i would have known about you i would have ran to meet you no no matter what happens no matter how heavy the rain but i would have been over there we've got but some I'm some crazy coaches in bangalore i mean, I mean they they been hmm. good as i said and they have been doing really really good they have been teaching the right way. unfortunately people who always try to teach the right way they're not the very popular one the popular ones mm. are the one who are uh, who are like who try to go do something marketing they make and all this thing and you'll try to see the yeah. that's an, that's an yeah. unfortunate thing you know it's a, it's a world that we like in my gym good coaches got outvoted because they did not make the students fight on the first day they are teaching the techniques so the students are saying this coach is boring let us just throw him out yeah. <laughs> like that it went and that is that okay. is what exactly it is Any- i mean what you what i spoke about the thing are you cut out for it can you for mm-hmm. one year only do straight punches nothing else can you take it mm-hmm. you know you seen those mm-hmm. uh, karate kid movie the miyagi uh mm-hmm. Sammy said, "Son, you need to do, you know, wipe in, wipe out, you know." And then he keeps saying, "And then he goes, 'Why is he making me do the same yeah. thing again and again and again?'" And then he repetition. goes, "Repetition, repetition." Right? It's the same thing, right? When you do something which is again, maybe you may say one year for one straight punch. I mean, you think you must be joking? I thought that I could be a fighter, uh, UFC fighter in one year. That's the thing. <laughs> Yeah yeah yeah. All right, it is extremely fun to talk to you no matter what you talk about and I hope that you are back over here on Momentum podcast as soon as possible and uh, it would be great if you can do some offline podcast as well you can be in studio and we can have a good time. And uh, even if I did not have to post it on YouTube I would still be enjoying the last 2 hours because it was really fun, very insightful, got a lot of ideas and I'm sure that it is not even half of what you know. and thus we can continue later the questions keep on popping i just want to ask them and then i remind myself we have been talking for more than 2 hours and so at some point we'll have to end it yeah yeah absolutely it's my pleasure and i think um, i didn't even feel like it was a part because i was thinking like okay i'm talking to you. that kind of uh, tells you that you are a great host uh, and and i i believe that uh, this is going to go good because one is at the comfort level that you have when I mean, you you start talking so thank you very much for having me in here i would love to come now to your studio and uh, talk about i also didn't know that i talked that low that much so probably <laughs> it will be good uh, we chat okay thank you so much
No, no. Thank you for your kind words, and you are welcome anytime. You are welcome tomorrow. You just have to find time. You let me know. You know this one. Just I just adjusted it. Like I want to do it. You would have called me two o'clock at night. I would have done podcast at that time. You said Ashish, this is the only time I can do podcast. I said that let's do it. So you let me know anytime. I'll definitely be ready. All right. Okay. That's about it. Thanks a lot, Aditya, for being over here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen that's about it thank you for sticking till the end and the audio versions will be found out can be found out in all the audio platforms like spotify apple podcast google podcast you name it we are there momentum podcast is one of the ashish nanjit podcast the other two that we run are spacecast and talking fire spacecast on space science and technology and talking fire just on general topics that i do with komal that's about it we are going to end it over here and see you next time till then Bye. That's about it guys. Thanks for listening. This is only the audio version of the podcast. The video version is available on the YouTube channel named Talk4712. That is T O R Q 4712. Other social media information will be down in the description box. You can check it out. Momentum podcast is just one of the podcast. Other podcasts that we have are Spacecast and Token Fire. Spacecast is on space technology. Token Fire is on general topics. You can pick yours or you can pick all. If you pick all, you have a pod cast almost on a daily basis that's about it i'll see you in the next one till then bye